Good evening, it's the Veteran Gamers, it's show 25. There you go. Yay, 25! A quarter of a century of Veteran Gamers shows. Yeah. You see? You see? Oh, I've, before we start, before I start introductions, I've got a clip for Duke. I've done a clip this week. Do you want to hear my clip? I'd love to hear your clip. Is, is the clip ready? Have we got the ready for the clip? <laughs> yeah, I've absolutely no idea what that was. Of course for. you don't. Nobody does. I'll give $100 million to the person who can tell me what movie that's from. Or, or, or why don't you just give away a free T-shirt that no one's going to get because they're never going to get the answer. So, Hi, gee. Got any money? Rolling out? Need some company? Looking for some action? So, Duke, $100 million, that's what you were offering. Is that, is $100 that million. Like, $100 million to anyone who might know what that was from. So let's let's see if this right. We we did receive an email <laughs> off uh, Jack Kimmel, and basically this is what he says. <laughs> he says, "Dear veteran gamers, uh, last week Duke played a sound clip and then continued to say that if anyone who got it, he would give them a hundred million dollars. The movie name is Frankenhooker. Is it? Is this correct?" Going out. Need some company. Looking for some action. <laughs> so is it? Is this? Yes, correct? that was Jack. Yep, yep, it was Jack. You know what's crazy, too? Uh, Alienized Lizard Man, or whatever his name is, he sent me a message on Xbox Live and said, Hey, it's Frankenhooker! And had this stupid editorializing about, That movie's bad, because it's wrong, because that movie's awesome. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I got all these sound clips ready from the movie. Got any money? Want a date? <laughs> so have you got your hundred million dollars ready is what I want to know. Eh, I'm good for it. He knows where to find me. <laughs> I did, I did I'm just <laughs> so glad that people know Frankenhooker because it's such a wonderful it. movie. Hey Zorro, how's it going? I'm just waiting for my bitches. Well I did I did reply to him saying I would ensure uh, that you paid up in used banknotes with non traceable serial numbers, so yeah, that should be fine. Going <laughs> out? Got any money? Okay, that's enough now. That, yeah, that's, that's already that, annoying. Yeah, that's really annoying. That's more you got to totally see this movie, though. It's really awesome. I have it's seen called this Franken- movie. You've I've seen, seen Frankenhooker? Yeah, I've seen it many that's years That's so ago. cool. It's a great it's a movie. movie. Everybody should oh, see it. 1986 and 1987 or something like that. It's an old movie. It's an old movie, yeah. Yeah, I have but seen it. But they just released a new DVD version of it. It's got, like, audio commentary and stuff. Look, it's ace. I I was a horror film geek back in the day. And I used to go, right, this is no word of a lie, I used to go to this little shopping press and that sold imported magazines and comics and stuff. I'll bet it did. And I used to buy two magazines from there called Gorezone and Fangoria. <laughs> uh, I know Fangoria. I've never heard of Gorezone, though. Yeah, I do that. I used to buy American imported horror magazines. But I used to look at Fangoria and think, well, who on earth would read this? <laughs> I did. I and there you're recording the podcast with that man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I used All to right, games. As interested as this is... Uh, it's not about games. No, it isn't yeah. about games. So yeah, so uh, yeah, we, we have. Move on, dude. We're driving chinny bananas. Okay, okay. We have got Duke. Let's let's introduce. Damn him. it! <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Like two minutes? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Duke. We've we've no sound. Oh clips. yes, Duke. Hang on a second. Wait. No, no sound. Cl- you've done sound clips. You've done them. <laughs> Are you shush? You've done them. 
What made you want to be a policeman? Officer. What made you want to be a policeman officer? <laughs> what you remember is... what that is? No, no idea. I better I... do, but I should do. Um... Oh, no, I don't. Do I? Oh, man. I think I, I think $100 million. Anybody who can guess the movie. <laughs> is yeah, it you... Hot Fuzz? Yeah. <laughs> we just watched that over the weekend. I had never seen it. And, oh, my goodness, what a great movie. See, I got to say, I wasn't. That Simon Pegg, right? That guy. Yeah, he's the one you're telling me about. He, he's the one in Big Train, and Big Train is yeah. the first thing he done. They got him yeah. from a, a comedy stage, and it was the first thing he ever done. Because you know, not... for some reason, I wasn't impressed with Shaun of the Dead. I don't oh, know why. No, it's just near as good as Shaun is. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. It isn't. Uh-huh. Shaun of the Dead's well funnier. Uh, oh, whatever. It's uh, and he's got Matt Lucas in it as a cameo, which is always quite funny. Yeah. Uh, I like Shaun of the Dead, though. I think it's very funny. Anyway, we've also got Chini. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Hello. I'm here. God damn it. Yeah, I feel like the introductions are just belated now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry if this is your first show. I'm really sorry. You have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I've switched off, so fuck you. I, I never have any idea what's going on. <laughs> um, this, this show has gone like Spaghetti Junction at the moment. It's just all over the place. So Weak. Yeah. No, there is a... That wasn't natural. That wasn't no, like natural. Is, you just shouted that out. Don't give me that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Stu, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, games. I think we should talk about some games, should we not? Should, should we do... Shall we just get straight into games? Because we've done yes. a bit of stuff already, haven't we? And, you know, we're uh, yes. a few minutes in already. Um, yeah, games. Um, yeah. Any games coming up on the PSN that you're excited about, Stu? On the PSN? No, yeah. should we? Should we? Mm-hmm. And there's something that was coming out of E3 that you were excited about? Yeah, pre- we still, yeah, we touched on that already, though, haven't we? What were they? I don't remember. What, Journey? Oh, no... <laughs> All right, I, I just want to you idiots. You're all an idiot. <laughs> I can't believe I fell into that. <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, what, what's amazed me, though, didn't they do Don't Stop Believing? Which is like the biggest sort of glee sort of everything, uh, right? And you yeah, it is, but that's, that's so overplayed. I wanted to yeah, stick know, to yeah. their underground hits. You know, I keep thinking Don't Stop Believing is going to come on, and it doesn't, you know. I can arrange for it to happen, but no, I'm trying to be nice. No, no, Maybe you should just move on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, games, games. Um, yeah, so, so games. So who's been up to what? Who shall we start with first? Shall we start with you, Duke? What have you been up to? I finished Need for Speed Carbon. In your face, you stupid game. Um, okay, <laughs> here's the thing. I thought you said you liked that game. I love that game, but then I hated it, and now I love it again. Here's the thing. Um, I beat it once upon a time way back in the day, and I remember having a lot of fun with it, even though the last race was really, really hard. So I decided to play it again recently because I was playing Need for Speed Shift, and I decided, you know what? These action games or the sim games, they're not working for me. So I said, okay, I'm going to play one that is uh, arcade I played Carbon. But the problem was... I was spending the money that I made in races along the way, and I I would dominate every race that was available to me. So by the end of the game, I had a good car, but it wasn't as good as it needed to be. I needed to buy some upgrades, but I didn't have any money left, and I had no way to get more money. So I reached a point in the game where it was just impossible for me to win, and that was really, really frustrating. So... Uh, I, I figured I had to stop playing. I was like, "There's, uh, you know, unless I want to start all over, you know, I, I have to stop playing this game because it's making me crazy." Only an idiot would start all over. I started all over. Only an idiot yep. would do that. <laughs> yeah, it was really stupid. Um, 
So, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but I started all over, and I did it in, like, 24 hours. I went through the whole game, and I only beat, in most areas, of the, you have to, like, dominate the map and all this stuff. And uh, in most areas, you have to beat two races to win the area, but there's three races available. So I only did two races in each section, so there would be other areas left over at the end if I needed to go back and get more money. But I got this awesome car, and I totally dominated the map, and then I beat the last dude, and I was like, what? In your face! Um, and then the credits ran for that game, and you know what I realized? And this is something I've noticed in other games too, but I didn't write it down then. I wrote it down this time so I remember. <laughs> Video game developers, when you're putting your credits on at the end of the game, you don't need to put all the names in one long column. Do two columns. Each person's name spends as much time on the screen, but the user doesn't have to sit there and stare at the credits for as long. And I know I could go away and make a cup of tea or something, but I don't have time for that. So that's my advice about credits. Do you, know, do you know what I don't like about credits? Is the games, and I like it, but I don't like it at the same time, is the games where, you know, there's something extra at the end of the credits. Right. right. But you never know whether there is or there isn't. So you end up sitting through them just in case there is, or just in case you get a belated unlock for a, an achievement or something that always sure. comes after. So you end up yeah. sitting through them, whether you sort of want to or not, because you're in that, like uncertain area where there might be or there might not. I was screaming, end at the um, Bayonetta's credits. I was just like, end! <laughs> Stop! And then it doesn't. And then you have to play through stuff. And I'm like, end, you fucking game! I have God. a feeling you were yelling that for the last hour of Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does, it does go on a long time. Yeah, right. I was at chapter 10. There's three other chapters that doesn't oh, yeah. tell you about. It and just keeps going. End. It just end! <laughs> it just keeps on going. Oh, I told like, you that. I warned you. Your headache. Shut up, end! <laughs> I warned you. It gives oh. it, every time you think you've done the final boss fight, they just send you something At big to get you. At one point, the credits go, but it stops, and then it makes you play again. Yeah. <laughs> and what? No one does that. Shut up. <laughs> Game developers need to take uh, a tip from really good movie f- directors and stuff. Because good movies at the end, like if it's a fun movie... During the credits, they'll put like deleted scenes or like wacky stuff in, you know, on the side. They should totally do that with games, you know, like audio recordings that went wrong or whatever, you know, like or just you know funny little bonus things. I think there's didn't they do that with Borderlands? Wasn't there like the little dancing dude uh, doing stuff at the margins? The end of that, yeah. I'm not at the end. Yeah. So Uh, anyway, spoiler. Um. So what else? Fear 2. I decided I want to play a first-person shooter other than Modern Warfare 2. So I was like, play some Fear 2. And uh, I can only take that game in small doses. That, that, it makes me too tense. I'm just like, ah. It's like Dead Space for me. Like, I can only yeah. play it a little bit. Yeah, scared. but it's fun. I mean, it's such a well-designed game, and it's all shooting, you know. That's the thing I was, you know. The reason I love Quantum of Solace is because it's all shooting. And when I want to play a shooter, I want to shoot. So... Yeah, Fear 2 delivers exactly that. You know, you're just shooting and running and squatting and shooting. And it's great. And some Mass Effect 2, a little Modern Warfare 2, and XBLA Risk. Did y'all play that Risk demo? No, I was meaning no. to. I never got no, around to it. I have downloaded it, and I it's reckon I'd probably fun. like it. Yeah, I thought about I it for a second, and then I thought, no. I used to I used to be in the war games club at school, so yeah, I've always been. <laughs> this is just like Revelation Night, dude. Oh, we learned even so much about you. You used to like um, yeah, we and... used to play Risk. Let me guess, you didn't have a whole lot of friends at school. I had lots of friends at school. Yeah, they was yeah. all invisible though. <laughs> yeah, invisible at all. Uh, but I was also in the Subutio club, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. 
I UTO. remember Eddie Izzard using that word in a comedy routine once, but I never looked it up. What is Sabutio? Sabutio yeah. is like a little, like, it's like a football kind of board game, if you will. And you, you've got Sorry. little figures and you can flick them. And I bought a whole Sabutio pack and I never used it. I just painted uh. all the little things and I just went, oh, this is a bit boring, actually. <laughs> I never played oh, with it. Yeah, it was ace. Yeah, yeah. It was. But basically, <laughs> it was like you had a football pitch and you had your figures to play football with. Uh, but it used to be in the woodwork room, so the, you used to use the top of the workbenches to put all these like pitches yeah. out and there were tons of them. It's and, a big, uh, it's a big yeah. game. You have to have like, a bit, an eight-foot board to play on. It's yeah. massive. And, and my mate who was like really rich, his... Uh, his mum and dad bought him one, and it had like the stadiums and the floodlights and sort of all the extra stuff that nobody else could afford. And we used to go around and play at his house with the lights off and pretend it was like a real football match. Because I know you people in the UK have weird words for everything. You don't call it ramen, you call it pot noodle. Like, what's that about? I thought maybe <laughs> sabutio oh, uh, was like your, you mean, your word for tampon. Like noodles or in a pot. Yeah, pot you mean noodle. that ramen that's yeah. actually Japanese, not See, American. that's because we respect uh, really? Japanese culture enough Screw to call them. it what they call it. You know, that, that American thing that's actually massive in Japan, is that what you're talking about? Oh, man, we're known for our respect for other cultures. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of other cultures, go Ghana! Yay! And yeah. go Germany, I guess. Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about football. I don't care. Germany played really well. So they did. Oh, and England yeah, but y'all got robbed on that goal. Yeah, but you know what? It, it wouldn't have made any difference. I'm glad it was 4-1. You know what's funny about this subject? It's not about games. Yeah, now let's move on. It <laughs> is about a non-video game. game. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. Me. Anyway, Xbox Live Arcade Risk. It was fun. I, Pete, I think it was, who was saying, like, you get Risk? And I was like, I didn't bother with that. I, I, you know, if I'm going to play a board game, I'll play the board game version. And he's like, no, it does all the stuff of the board game, but you don't have to bother with the board. And so I tried it out. It was it was fun, you know. I I can't see buying it, but it was an amusing. He's, he's really into Magic: The Gathering, though. He's into all that stuff. Huh? Uh, that's another one I think I might try at some point. Yeah, he's, uh, it was on sale the other day, and I nearly bought it. It was on for four. I think was it four hundred points. I think it was. And I mm. thought, you know, I've heard that might be quite good. And then I thought, and I was a bit like, should I, should I? And then I didn't. Did you have this conversation for long? You, boy, you I did. I was talking to myself. Uh, oh, should I? Should I? <laughs> and your wife just went, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm talking to yourself." Um. Well, is that is that it? Anything else? No. Uh, that's it. Okay, well, I'll I'll go next because I've been playing tons of stuff this week. You go next, Stu. I've been playing lots of uh, games. Um, yeah, I suppose I need to talk about Naughty Bird, and I suppose Chini will chip in whilst I'm doing this. Um, yeah, Naughty Bird. You know, as as we know, we were interested in the concept. It looked like a lot of fun and lots of stupid stuff to do and some crazy things to sort of, you know, explore. And it was sort of all right for the first half an hour, 40 minutes. And it was it was a lot of fun. I loved the, the art style of it. I really liked the voiceover. I thought was one of the real positives. Hello, Naughty Bear. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was great. It was it really The way it started up was just like a kiddies program, wasn't it? You know, like Trumpton or, you know, Campbellwick Green or something like that, which you probably have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. No. No. But sort of those, nope. you know, those... Early eighties, sort of seven, late seventies TV. Yeah, like, I, know, I get what it's. Par- it, I, know, I know it's a parody of, you know, it's a par- it's a parody of all kind of children's yeah. um, shows. You know, even now they do the same thing. You know, like uh, I can't think of one now, but uh, yeah, they they all like that, ain't they? British voice. Hello, Mike Myers used to be in a, a children's show, and he used he to did. do that kind of. He did, yeah, he did. and and it was fun. You know, some of the some of the kills were definitely interesting. 
You know, some of the stuff you could do and, you know, taunting a bird till it shoots itself in the head was quite fun or, you know. Okay, hang on a second. I, I heard someone on the forums talking about that. Yeah. Why is that fun? I don't know. It's just funny. Taunting someone until he commits suicide. But he's, That's he's, sadistic. It is, but it's just the noises he made, you know, these little... <laughs> Up, uh, <laughs> the noises he made. I have no reason to live. I know. And abject oh, those panic. fun noises. Abject panic. And then, you know, they get the gun and turn it. And, it, and it, then you'll get something like suicidation or something like that. The narrator will shout out when it happens, you know? So there is well, it sounds the- like the humor is going to come from the contrast of these cute, cuddly creatures yeah. and the horrible things that are going on with them. Pretty much. Pretty but how long does that last? Exactly, and that, and it wasn't only that. It had a few. It had some serious control issues. There was there was some problems, especially when you were with the camera. It sort of you wouldn't be able to see where you were anymore, and then you'd start getting hit by someone, and it just it just could have done with a bit more time i think and a bit more effort going into the control because the concept was great i think the concept was really really good um i don't know i mean it was fun i like the leaderboard thing you know i had a scrolling leaderboard a bit like geometry wars 2 so all the time you were playing it was showing you who was the next person on your friends list to beat score wise and then once you ran out of them it would give you the next on the global leaderboards you know who got the next highest score to you, and the, you know, and each sort of the multiplier thing worked fairly well. You know where you sort of run around, and the more scurrying you do, or more nasty things you do to birds, you know, the more points you get. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't amazing, but it was sort of okay. It was sort of okay. I mean, what do you, what did you think, Chini? I know you didn't like it much at all, did you? No, no, I didn't like it. I mean, once you get past the whole uh, the whole, you know. Uh, you're a cute bear killing other cute bears. It's it's not very it's not very good. I, I thought it, it felt like a downloadable game. You know, I was so shocked that it was uh, it was on a disc. You know what I mean? I thought if this came out on XBLA and it was 800 points, then it probably wouldn't be big of a problem because it's not very long. You know, and the, I mean to call it an open world game is is such a bullshit. It's stretching and, it a bit because you know, each area is very it's sort not, of. It's not. It's super linear because yeah, it, the, it. The, the, the doors are blocked off. The ones that yeah. you don't have to go to, so it's not. <laughs> it's an open uh, world, well, but open the world is all closed up. He said yeah. sandbox, so I think we're referring more. You could do whatever you well, like. Anyway, I mean, it's a sandbox as much as you know, Call of Duty is really where you can kind of go left or right yeah, or round. Right. I suppose <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a, a sandbox at all. Uh, and just, you know, it's. I mean, the, when I, when somebody sees it, I sh- I showed it to my brother, um, and he like. I mean, he looked at it for five minutes and he went, "That is crazy," you know. But he saw it for five minutes, and I've played it for hours. Yeah. And after when you play it for hours, it gets really boring. But you when you unlock a because you can unlock certain different types of bears, yeah. and they have like different kind of strengths and stuff. And you unlock a ninja bear, and it's so much easier to uh. To kind of get it around without being seen and stuff, so that kind of made the game a little bit better. But I mean, yeah, I mean it's very repetitive and it's just kind of blah, you know. It's, it's... not terrible. It isn't. It isn't a terrible. No, but game. No, don't you think though it would have been a, a good downloadable game? Yeah, I, def- I totally agree with you. I think it doesn't feel like a yeah. full game at all. It's just. Yeah. So, I mean, look, you've got seven episodes, and like the episode is kind of do this mission, like I don't know, get to this guy, kill this guy and then go home right and that's pretty much every episode uh and then they have like a, a different 
variety on that on that mission. So you can do a timed version of it, and then you can do one where you kill all the bears in the level, and you can do one where you don't get a scene. It shows you how small the game is because the time trial ones, some of the time trials are like two minutes long. So you could literally do that level in two minutes if you wanted to. I've yeah, got to say that the, the not getting sure. seen ones I found really hard work. Yeah, it took me a lot. I, did, I only did one of them and it took me ages yeah. to do. So and the, and I, the ones were not getting hit. Well, you don't. Yeah, well, that was a bit of a pain. Because, because, I walked into a bear trap and I, yeah. I did. I finished it and then did exactly the same thing. I finished it and forgot I'd set a bear trap outside the front door. Yep. And I um, walked into it. Well, I do want to say that they could have done something really interesting because what I think uh, for for people that haven't played it, Duke, right? Duke. So what happens is the cutscene starts, right? A naughty bear is kind of just in his house and. You know, and he goes, hello, naughty bear, how are you? And he's like, eh, hey, all right. And he says, oh, there's a birthday party. He says, have you been invited to the birthday party? And he's like, shakes his head, and he's, he's like, no. He says, oh, you should go anyway. And they all laugh at his stupid little present that he got. And then he goes home, and he says, oh, you should do something about it, naughty bear. And I thought, the real bad guy in this game isn't naughty bear. <laughs> no, no, he's the narrator. He's the narrator. Yeah, because it's he the voices like, in his head. Yeah, yeah, it is. And he's like... <laughs> Oh, that wasn't very nice, was it, Naughty Bear? And what I thought would be... A <laughs> he weird... deserves to die, doesn't he, Naughty Bear? Yeah, that's what it is. That is and just what, what it I is. I thought a, a brilliant ending to this game would have been kind of Naughty Bear, like the final boss being the narrator. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, final boss be being like, uh, I, I, what's the matter, Naughty Bear? Don't you trust me? That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, be good. And then I think that would have, the, the game would have redeemed itself a little bit because the narrator is putting all these ideas into his head and he goes, oh... Yeah, but he has free will, man. Naughty Bear's not just a tool, the man. That's his fingers free will. And, uh, you know, I, I, just, uh, I just think they could have done a, a cool trick. And I, I honestly thought that's where it was going to go because everything he did was because of the narrator. I mean, he didn't really have the idea until... I mean, Naughty Bear is mute. He doesn't say anything. But you can tell the idea doesn't occur to him until uh, the narrator puts it there. You know, And I thought that would have been so funny if... Uh, yeah. If the narrator would have been the boss, I would have really liked the game then. But it's just the same stuff. Every level is just the same. It's very I mean, there's, a, there's definitely interesting variations. I mean, one of one of my favourite ones, and this sounds terrible because I'm talking about really sort of harsh <laughs> acts on other birds. But there was there was one where there was one like looking in a box for something. And I sneaked up behind him, and he goes, you know, he gives you the right trigger kill option. So I did it, and he shoved him in the box, and then stamped the lid down on his head as many times as possible as he could, you know, until he was yeah. dead. And then there's yeah. another one where you can do it with the car door, where you're doing a bit yeah. of a Vinny Jones slamming the car door <laughs> against the head of yeah. the bear. Yeah, exactly. The different weapons you use, um, you know, you do different kind of animations, different executions. Yeah, for the kill, the, the like, like, you know, for a golf club, you you get to use their head as a golf ball, and you'll pretend that and there's, there's one where, you, you know, he sticks it in your throat or something, and it's all very crazy stuff. But stemming away from the combat, I think, you know, the, the novelty of it all and the, the, the game is, is kind of okay, but once you get past it, it's not it's not great. It is kind of fun. It was kind of fun. But I also had some freezing issues with it, and I wasn't the only one. Um, where it froze up on me a couple of times, it would hang between levels, so I had to sort of eject the game and start again. Uh, and I went on the on the you know I googled it to see if anyone else and there was a ton of people having similar issues with it. So I, and I don't know. And there was a, an update straight away as soon as you started playing the game. Yay! That's always a bit of a worrying sign. So I don't really know. So I took. So I'll I'll tell you what happened then. I then took it back to the rental shop and said this game keeps freezing on me. I'm not very happy. 
and and I swapped it for a second game instead. So I played that for Transformers. Robots yeah, in so your eyes. Swapped it for Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's good. It's really yeah. good. It is really good. It's. I'm. I'm. I'm really impressed with how they've put it all together. I'm really impressed with. The level design's pretty good. It's interesting. And what's really cool is you get to play as the Decepticons or as the Autobots. So, well, you, yeah. can, so you get to play as the baddies and the goodies. And each of the little campaigns as to where, you know, but they also meet in the middle. So, has so t- um, Peter Molyneux played this? Bad, good, you know. Yeah, well, oh, this my is God, They have stolen my idea. Basically, <laughs> Transformers was first. I don't care. I think it's interesting. I'm the one who sold it to them. I think it's interesting that you get to play as both sides of the story. So you get to see it from the bad guy's point of view and from the good guy's. Some game that was like that once upon a time. It was like you, you played this group and then like you switched over to that group. I think Modern Combat, the oh, Battlefield oh, 2 did that. I think he did that, didn't it? The Haze. Uh, Haze, yeah. But uh, this... Yeah, but I, I think there was another game that... There was a game that I actually played that did that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but what's interesting, you can choose, So you can play all the bad the bad guys part, you know, the, the Decepticons uh, campaign. See, and, the Decepticons aren't really bad, they're just misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. But you can play... <laughs> yeah, shut up. You, you can play their side and then the goodies, or you can play them alternately, which is what I'm doing at the moment. So I'll play one sort of, you know, chapter from, from one side and one from the other. Yeah. Uh, it's got co-op. So it's got to come, although there's been no one playing on my friends list, so I haven't been able to try that out, but apparently it is fun. Um, it's got, obviously, we know, a half-decent online element to it. And, yeah, it's, it's like the cartoons. The voices are good. The voice acting's cool. The animations are great. It does have a look of Quake 4, though, I have to say, environment-wise. Um, right. But, obviously, it's third-person, so it's a completely different game mechanic. And, it, and the shooting works. You get tons of different guns. And yeah, I'd definitely recommend at least giving it a rental. It's it's a fun game so far, and and it's pretty solid. Have you played the multiplayer? No, I haven't. I haven't. You know me; I don't really interested that much in multiplayer. But I probably will give it a little go. I probably give will give it a little go. go. I will do. I will do. Yes. But but the actual campaign is 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 really good. I'm I'm really liking it, and it's a lot of fun. And yeah, a lot of good shooting. You'd like it, dude. There's plenty of shooting. Really uh, shooting. And what it does, I'm playing on normal, and what it seems to do really, really well is you'll feel like you know you're running out of ammo on your last few sort of bullets, and th- there'll be an ammo pickup just in the right place. Nice. You know, so you'll sort of just feel that you're just on the edge of of getting killed or whatever, or running out of ammo, and then you'll find some. So, and I, and I was going to say it's got good save points as well, so the save points are nicely spaced out. Because that's one thing I realized for uh, Fear Two is how to conserve ammo. Put put the weapon on burst. I yeah. don't know why I wasn't doing that the first time, but man, I've got all sorts of ammo now. I'm t- it's taking me longer to kill the guys, but uh, I'm saving the ammo, so I don't know. Yeah, there's your tip, everybody. So that was really good. I've, I have been playing an iPhone game quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not strictly it killer iPhone. birds? No, no. It's not strictly iPhone, so I thought I would talk about this, uh, which is uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Which was originally on the DS. Uh, many- I think the ladies elite talked about that at one point. Go ahead. It's really, really good. I can't. Yeah. Never played it before. No, never played it before. God. Never. Well, I never bought it for the DS, so I've never played it. Crazy guy. But two two ninety nine. It was three quid, and it's a lot of game for three pounds. And uh, it's really, really cool. I, I like. Can't believe how good a game it is to play. A lot. It's, of it's fun. okay. It's okay. It's a lot. No, of it's reading. not. It's, it's really a lot good. Of reading. It's yeah, but I don't of, mind that. I don't care about and it. And like sometimes when it when it gets when it gets further on, like because there's a lot of Phoenix Wright's games and there's a lot of Ace yeah. Attorney games, right? And there's a lot of um, 
kind of going back, like nodding back to the previous games and characters that you that you can't quite remember, and you they expect you to love these characters and they don't. I, I don't know. I think it kind of gets a little bit strange as it as it goes on. I, I I liked it at first, and then I lost interest in it. But it's very Japanese, I have to say. Some of the, I mean, some of the animations. Yeah, <laughs> some of the. An- <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but some of the animations, you know, like the women all have the like the most low cut of blouses on with the boobs hanging out and you know, the the, the facial expressions they put on these people when the When I go know. to Japan I'm gonna be very disappointed with what I women know. are wearing. Only <laughs> if you go to a courtroom. Why don't you all look like like you've just come out of school and you've got low cut tops <laughs> because that's how every Japanese character looks in a game. It is. It is not. And and they'll sort of you know there's also all these these weird facial expressions when the you know you cross examine them in court and then they'll put on the strangest of things that they obviously think you know show different emotions but they're just plain weird. But well the actual mechanics yeah the mechanics itself are really good and it's cool you do investigating and and the cross examining I really like. Yeah, it's very fun. I mean, like, it is very good. It's, it, it, I mean, it, it sounds very dull, like it does. being a court and kind of object against stuff you could, if you could think of a more boring game it'd probably be like doing taxis or something you know just <laughs> a boring courtroom where you're just kind of trying to gather evidence and stuff but they do it in a really exciting way i'll give them that i've got to say when you when you're yeah when you're doing the court thing and you, you have these little ex, exclamation marks at the top and every time you get your objection wrong it, it, the, the, the sort of judge will go yeah, I, I don't see any any connection. Yeah, idiot. And you lose one. Now I haven't lost them all, so I don't know what happens if you lose them all. The DS explodes. Yeah. Well, I haven't got it on a DS, so hopefully that. Well, have you happen. got it on again? The iPhone. It's on the Your iPhone. Your iPhone explodes. The three quid. And yeah, so I, every time that like I get to the last one, I'll suddenly figure out what it is I have to object to, and then I'll do it. And I think, oh, and it's quite a relief when you sort of when you figure out what it is you're supposed to be doing. But it's very clever. It's very puzzly. It's very puzzly working out what what it is you've got to do. It's very good. I like it a lot. And I've been playing one other game, which I, which I've had a lot of fun and I put a lot of time into. <laughs> yes, a lot of time. Uh, which is Lego Harry Potter with my daughter Millie. I've been playing that nearly all weekend on and off. And we've we've played a lot of games. It's like like Lego Star Wars, but replace the characters and put in Harry Potter characters. Sort of blowing up instead of blowing up the Death Star, you're blowing up Hogwarts. Sort of instead of using the Force, you use magic. Sort of instead of a Ewok, you have a owl. Sort of. But what they've done, they have definitely moved the series. You're not a politician. You never give a straight answer, do you? I know, I don't. (laughs) But they no, have. I kind of agree listen, with you, but on the listen, other hand, I really don't. Listen to me. They've, I'm listening. They've, they've definitely moved the series on, though, because it feels a bit more open-worldy, which I really, really like about it. So well, Those games seem like they're designed for open-world. I mean, they'd really do well in open-world. But world. this is the first one where it is like that. Yeah, yeah. So basically, in the, obviously, your hub world is, is the Leaky Cauldron. So that's where you sort of your hub world is where you sort of set off from. But that in itself is sort of really loads of stuff it is so there's all the shops you can go in all the shops and sort of get new outfits uh you know new magic stuff and all that sort of thing you can go into gringotts bank and then there's bonus levels hidden in there to do so there's a lot of stuff just in the in the sort of leaky cauldron and you know all that stuff alone um but yeah once you get into hogwarts itself it's it's pretty much open you can go to a lot of areas uh, but you have to learn spells and there's about 10 spells that you have to learn to access different areas within the castle 
So that's really, really cool. So it opens up as you go through the game. As you learn the spells that you need to open up new areas, it sort of opens all up. But you don't have to just do the story missions. There's loads of stuff to explore just in the castle alone without doing... And, and what it, what's really cool, you get a little arrow showing you where to go for the story missions, but also if you, if you get a bit lost because you're sort of going into other areas, the ghosts will trail around and leave a little trail for you to follow to get you back on track if you, if you want to go back to the story. Um, but it's really cool, you know, it's got the usual irreverent uh, takes on all the famous scenes from the films, um, you know, and there's some of those... Are real- yeah, that's one of the things that the Star uh, the LEGO games do really well, is they like, you know, those moments, if you've never seen, like I've only seen the first Harry Potter movie, because I only read the first Harry Potter book, I doubt I'd get, uh, you know, 10% of the jokes in those games, because the Star Wars games, there's so many things, the LEGO Star Wars games... You know, there are so many things where they're making fun of or they're parodying or they're doing a just a cute little Lego version of something from the movie. And it really pays off if you've seen the movie. And if, it does, if you haven't seen the movie, it just looks like something cute that they're doing with Legos. Yeah, I've got to agree. The same thing applies here because obviously I've read all the books. Not seen all the films, but I've read all the books. It, it does you make... know why you haven't seen all the films? Because they're not finished them yet. No, because Millie's not old enough either to watch anything. Ah. Uh... So she's only watched the first two, but She'll we've read all the stories. I know. <laughs> but we've read all the, we've read all the stories. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is a lot of it is that relating to the, you know, when you see something in the, in the game that was in the book or the film, you're like, oh, that's such and such thing. And it is, it is that moment of, you know, recognition. And I, I think that, yeah, if you, if you love the books in the film, you'll definitely love the game more than you would if you didn't. Eh, I've only watched one. Yeah. But it's great. It's, they've, they've really polished everything. One of the things I really liked about it the most was when I played the Lego Indiana Jones, oh. I got so frustrated because of the you know the mechanic where when one player goes off the screen, the other one dies or whatever. And that was really annoying. That was yeah. really annoying. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest fa- things that falls down with two-player games that are sort of on the same screen at the same time because either yeah one person falls over or you're constrained you can't you yeah, know if i want to go left and the person wants to go right that's why split screen is great but a lot of co-op games don't do that well what this does is really clever so what it does is as soon as you go further than the actual screen it, it automatically turns into split screen nice and, and but what's really cool right so you'll go off and do your thing in the direct whatever direction you want to go oh, in so the good. other person goes but as soon as you get close enough together it just blends back into blends one again that's great they, they that's did a the, really they, good idea really good. they did that in indie 2 though well, yeah oh really but it's cool. a it's such a brilliant mechanic and it works and it's not straight in the middle it, it sometimes it's at an angle it gives you whatever they it's wherever, think it's wherever you. you are in so yeah. it's not just one side and the other or top to bottom it's if you're yeah. at the bottom left yeah, Duke, and I'll angle top right. The yeah. the angle would be diagonally across. That's the awesome. That's it, a it, really it, good mechanic, and it's. I'm very glad to hear that because you know we played like we played. There was a gauntlet game that we played. The wife and I did. Uh, uh, there was a Baldur's Gate game. You know, the Dark Alliance or whatever it was. There have been a number of them, and you know they're fun, but it's so frustrating when I want to go up and she wants to go to the left, and it's like come this way, no, go that way. Oh, it's, I think it's over here. You know, if, it, if that dynamic allows people to just do what they need to do, so yeah. I've got to say, Telltale games, the you know these Lego games, they are definitely you know, and a lot of people are complaining because they're saying, oh, it's just the same as all the other Lego games. But that's what we like about the Lego games, you know, all this stuff, and they've yeah, added exactly. so much more, you know, because of all the different spells you can do, and it, it's yeah. 
probably it's the good. most accomplished to date. It's good for you as well, because like, you know you got your daughter and she loves yeah. Harry Potter, and it's it's it, we need those types of games. We we should. And in a way, you know, those games really should give the audience what they want. I mean, you know, if you go to a Rolling Stones concert, you know, you want to hear satisfaction or whatever. My daughter absolutely loves it. And and what's really cool, she's starting to get better at playing games. She's getting better at it. And when we've been playing it, she's totally on the... I mean, when I played... I mean, admittedly, it's probably about two years ago when I played uh, Lego Indie with her. So it is quite a while ago now. And she's obviously come on since then. But I can see the development in her gaming technique. And she's sorting out the puzzles herself. She's not... Yeah, she better be developing because you're standing over her with the ruler (laughs) going, Ed, that's the wrong Ed! I know. It's like uh, Steve Davis, this famous snooker player. His dad used to train him with... He used to put a hammer over his head to stop him jumping up from his shots. You're like that father. I like that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she's definitely she's definitely uh, getting there, and and you know she what was really cool is she when she worked out a puzzle herself, she's like, oh, I know what we need to do, and sometimes she'd work it out before I. And he was like, no, Billy, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. What I shout at her the most because I'm a bit of it because of my gaming training. You know, you've got yeah, to collect. I'm glad you're not more dad watching me play yeah. games. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you've got to collect everything. So I'm always like, you know, we're in an area, and I want to sort of, you know, whatever you can interact with, I want to do it to get all the. You know the the little Lego coin counters or whatever they are, and and she'll be running into the next area following the arrows because all she's interested in doing is the next story scene. So uh, her skills haven't developed because she hasn't learned the importance of collecting meaningless garbage. <laughs> no, I know it's a bit like that. It's a little bit like that. Uh, you know, but we get it. I'm getting nowhere. But I'll tell you what: if you wanted this for collecting trophies or uh, game points, because we have got it on the PS3, because obviously that's uh, the console in the living room, so that's what we're playing it on. Yeah, th- there's no easy easy achievements here. There's they're not. Never, no, they never are in Lego. No, no. There's a lot of them, and there's just so much collectible stuff. It's just ridiculous the amount of stuff you can collect and do. See, and I think that's because I mean, I had a friend whose kid was really into it. when the first Star Wars game came out. He was just obsessed with it. He would spend hours exploring every single stage and all that. And I think that's because you know, I think the Lego games are designed that way because their audience is largely, or at least part of their audience, is kids who. That's one of the only games they're probably going to be playing because they're, you know, if the adult, if the parents have a 360, they'd be like, well, let's get the kid something he can play. And you know, there aren't a whole lot of games for the 360 for kids, so I can see them building these games with all that, you know, depth and stuff to collect because a lot of the people playing are going to be these kids who are going to go running around crazy trying to find everything. But I, the, the last thing I would say, you know, everyone goes, oh, it's just a kids game. Well, it's, it, you know what, it's pretty good. I don't, I don't care. I'm a big kid and I love it. So yeah. if anyone wants a decent game to play with the kids, or even just play, it's, it's just, you know, secretly without anyone knowing. It, <laughs> it's a really cool well, game. Yeah, to be ashamed people, of a play a Lego game. Yeah, some people brilliant. love it, some people hate it. You know, it's tomato, tomato. It doesn't yeah. really... Whatever. But yeah, I definitely agree. It, it would only really be loved if you if you know the stories well, because obviously a lot of the fun and you know and and sort of enjoyment comes from recognizing characters or scenes from the from the game, you know, from the book or films. But it's really good, definite recommendation. And um, the final thing I want to talk about is Crackdown Two, really. Crackdown, because we touched. You on haven't it. played that. Well, aside from the demo, well, unless you went ripping out your network connector. I might have done that. Loser! I've done that. And, well, do you know what? We... Talk about achievement whoring. Well, no, because I didn't, I didn't, I only got one. 
And I'm like, well, I wasn't doing it for that. I was just doing it to sort of have more experience of what, what the leveling up's like and stuff like that in the game. And Chinny, myself, and Dave Dog, wasn't it, who were playing? And yes. Connor. Connor joined us as well, didn't he? But we played for about two and a half hours, didn't we? <laughs> and I could have carried on, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, we put about two and a half hours into it um, on unlimited play, which has been fixed, incidentally, now, so you can't do it anymore. They've actually patched it, so it can't be done anymore. Um, but yeah, brilliant. I loved it. Definitely, definitely day one purchase now, for sure. I mean, watching Chini uh, racing around in the the agency supercar, really cool. I mean, what did you think, Chini? Right. Yeah, Duke. You can say what yes. you like, but when you when you got half an hour, half an hour doesn't do that demo justice because it doesn't. You know what? Uh, that's fine, but that's not why people are doing it. They're doing it for achievements. Well, we didn't. I guess. No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. no, I, I didn't got, do it for achievements. No, I got, we didn't. I got, one, I got one achievement, and I, I don't know what it was for. But um, I, the reason why I, I joined, I was like, right, I'm going to upgrade one thing yeah. to the max. So what I did was get in a car and just run over as many freaks as I could and level up my driving thing so I could get a tank. <laughs> Right, nice. and I was really tired, and I was my eyes were melting, and I felt like I was going to die. But I got a tank, right, and then I said to Stu, "Stu, I've got a tank. Do you want to see?" And he went, "All right, then." And Dave <laughs> went, "Okay," but he doesn't talk like that. He's from Telford, but whatever. And Connor <laughs> went, "Howdy, howdy, howdy, howdy." He does really tall like that. Actually. Yeah, Connor, that's exactly the kind of. That's right? exactly what he sounds like. So I've got a tank, Chili. That's great. Um, <laughs> that so I've got this tank, right. And it was awesome. The tank was. was amazing. And you wouldn't see that in the half an hour demo. It takes too long to, to level up. But the tank is really cool. So I dropped the, I, I dropped two tanks, I think, and, and let you have them and just went to bed. But uh, they're really? a lot of fun. Really? So, and the supercars. I remember when I was getting the supercars, you, and the, the best thing about the supercars is what they did in Crackdown 1 is you can run into a car and it just ramps over your car. Yeah. So you can send all these cars flying in the air. And I, nice. I kept on doing it to all the cars in the road that um, Dave and Stu and, and Connors was on. So I was like flipping cars all over him and running them over. And then Stu would get in a car and I'd flip his car. And it was great. I think fun. what was amazing was I, I couldn't conceive how fast your car was going. Because no. I was, was like, still. Was that Ginny or was that? A... It was like yeah. you go past and then you were just a dot in the distance. It was, yeah, it was absolutely gone. unbelievable how fast that. I don't know what it felt like driving it, but watching it was just. It was just amazingly quick. It was just it was very quick. But what was interesting for me, and I think this was the most telling thing, when when we first started playing it again, we were uh, we were all like, yeah, no, we're having a lot of fun doing this, and we cleared out one of the uh, the areas underneath where all the freaks were, so we did that as well, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, when Chini first he was like, nah, it's all right, and he was quiet, not down, but a bit sounded like a bit, nah, whatever. And then you started unlocking stuff, and you started getting the supercar, and, and then suddenly your voice completely changed. It went from this sort of very monotone sort of to this like, well, look at this, look what I'm doing now, you know. And it was, and I think those, that's what makes Crackdown what it is, you know. No, I, wasn't, I wasn't going, look at this, look what I'm doing. I was just laughing because I kept on, uh, I was like, ah. Yeah, but you went from sort of not really yeah, I being. I to picked be, up a bit, but yeah, I, I reckon I'll get over that quite, quite a lot. And you and Dave kept on talking about it for half an hour, going, see, look at you, see, yeah, we did. Well, <laughs> we All right, did. shut up, let me play. We did. <laughs> But yeah, no, definitely day one now. I've, I've absolutely no doubts it's going to be a lot of fun. Really is. Uh, tomato. Right. Nah. Um, and that's about it for me. And Because you're going to talk about the other thing that I've played, so I'll let you do that. What? 
What's that? Red Dead. Red Dead co-ops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'll oh, leave yeah. That, that to you. I played that with, yeah, I played uh, that too. I'll leave I'll that play, to you. We've all played that. We've yeah. all played. So when you come on to it, we'll all chip in. Oh, let's spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> spoil it. Yeah. Don't be right, doing well, Let's spoil it. Pac-Man dies. We're on it. So Red Dead Redemption, the co-op missions, they're free. Yeah. So they're a little bit overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what you> get. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Um, yeah, they're... They're, they're good. <laughs> they're, CPM said if they charge $5 for those, it would still be worth it. And I totally it. agree. Totally. Uh, they are, I mean, you're in the same areas. You don't see any new things. You get cutscenes. I mean, they change up the missions. It's more than just a hideout. There's checkpoints, yeah. which is awesome. You can revive But the checkpoints are just to revive your teammates. Yeah. You yeah. don't go back to the checkpoint. If you yeah, die, if all of you die, no, which is something I that I just think people should know. That's all I'm saying. Just all right. Okay. okay. Whatever. Right. Yeah. But you can revive people, which is awesome. You can revive, that, which is that, nice. that, that, that's like a new animation and all that that they have to add in. Um, but even the classes, having cla- is class based now. Classes. So. Yeah. And, the, and then when you've done it all, and you can like earn back like gold, silver, and bronze, like you can with the, the single player missions. Yeah. Um, you get the advanced co-op missions, which is the same stuff. But you can't lock on. It's like expert targeting mode. And, but the best thing about that is you can either have the normal classes, which is, you know, marksman or short range or whatever, or you can have all the weapons that you've unlocked in the free realm, which okay. is lucky because I'm level 50 and I almost prestige. Then I realize that prestiging is pointless, right? So I just didn't do it, and, and now I have all my weapons and I can play the advanced. Nice. I didn't realize they had prestige. Oh, yeah. Yes, they do. It's like prestige. It's crazy. It's a crazy game. <laughs> and the last, on the last prestige, when you finished it all, you get like a golden donkey, I think. A golden donkey. Yeah, I think so. It's, a, it's, a, shape, it's, a, it's a silhouette of a donkey, and it's, it's, it's got like a gold hair, but it's, it's all the rest is blacked out, so I'm guessing that it's a super fast donkey. Wouldn't a gold violin be incredibly heavy and hard to play? Sound terrible? Well, it's mostly for show. That is funny. So what uh, else? So, yeah, what do, you like, think? If, what do you two think of the... Uh, I thought it was great. I, I liked it. I think I played with Ultraman Odin, and uh, we uh, we went into some games. And I think okay, when I played with you, Chinny, we yeah. uh, you had set up the match or whatever, right? So it was probably like a private match. I don't know what it was, but when I played with Ultraman Odin, we were in some. It was public because there were people coming in and out all the time. And right. I think he went into a room that someone else had set up because the missions were so easy. And I was just like, what? The, you know, like the one where you save the woman who's been kidnapped. Yeah. When you take her to that house, there's like 40 or 50 guys that come running, yeah? Well, uh-huh. when we did it, it was like 10 max. And I was like, what was that about? We were already done? So I, I didn't think realize any, it. There wasn't, there's no difficulty settings as far as I'm aware. No, I, think there the, are. I think it does scale to how many people you're playing with. Ah, right. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, that must be it or something. I don't know. It was just weird that, it just seems I, so I much always play in the private lobby because I hate look people. So, yeah, well, you know, you, you, so random, you get random people and they just dick around and stuff. Oh, and, yeah, yep. you know, and less but, XP in some cases. So. I'm really curious what they're going to do for the next DLC packs. Yeah, I think it's interesting. They have to do more than that, but not much more. I was really. going to say that was plenty. That was. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they have to do a little bit more than that they they did there, but that was. A really good deal for free, and if anybody's like thinking, eh, I can't be bothered to be Red Dead, just try them out because they're awesome. Right, well, yeah. you talked about Millie Stew. 
Um, I'll talk about Jimmy, who's my right. nephew. Right. And Jimmy is, I don't know, 5 or 16 or whatever. I don't know how old he is. And the, uh, <laughs> I've no, never seen him. The pictures are cute. He's five. Right, and he's getting good at games now. He's getting he's getting into them. You know, Madeline, because you know, they're twins, you see. So, Madeline, she's kind of like, whatever game, she'll play it. But Jimmy, he's all about Mario Kart. He's all about, you know, he, he loves the Wii. Uh, and there's like a, on the Wii player, there's like a cow riding game where he can, you can ride a cow. Uh, and it's he, he loves them. Absolutely loves them, and you can see it, can't you, Stu? When the kids getting better at games, oh, yeah. he's really. I mean, and and he started playing um, Super Mario Bros. on the DS, and man, he's he's getting really good at it. And he just plays one level. That's like, what you know. Did. That's what Millie did. There's loads of levels, and he's like, "Yeah, but I like this one." And then he sh- he said to me, "Like, oh, Mike, do you want to play it?" And I played it in front of him, and he watched me play it, and I was doing things that he hadn't seen before. You know, like I was shooting. With the flower and stuff, like the, you know, the fireballs, and I was going down pipes. And he's like, how do you do that? And he, he, he literally blew his mind. Um, <laughs> so he, he didn't even know he could do all that stuff. So bless him, bless him, he's only five. Uh, anyway, games that I've been playing. Uh, Naughty Bear? Yeah, we've done uh, that. <laughs> Fallout 3? Yeah, we've old. done that before. Um, that's about it, really. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. Now I have got a, quite a few games to play. I've got I've lent from my friend Just Cause Two because he's got like a busy job, so he doesn't have time. He's got like a new job and he's always at work. And I've got the Saboteur and I've got Fable Two, even though I, I have Fable Two, but my girlfriend's got that. And she's away, so I might start playing that. So I've got oh, plenty to play. I just haven't. Can I, can I just ask, then, I assume you finally finished Bayonetta, by the sounds of it, eventually. Yeah, 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 I finished it. Yeah. It goes, doesn't it go on that end yeah. forever? And you keep did, thinking, I, did I just say, it never ends? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you already spend, like, two minutes on this? You've got to say, though, the the scale of the final boss fight is just ridiculous. It you is. Know? It's it, massive. Yeah, you, well, you're in space for a second. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty big. Uh, and you're right, I mean, you are right, it never ends. I think... With a game like that, it, it, it kind of goes on a bit too long. Um, uh, I've, I'm still uh, my my opinion about Bayonet is still the same. Like I couldn't wait for that game to finish. You know, um, I think it's a good game, but I, I'm not raving about it. I just think the combat's good. Like there's a ton of problems with that. But yeah, you know, it, 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 does, it, does. it actually gave me a headache. I finished playing it. I had a headache for two days. It has definitely got some of the best combat in any of those sorts of it's games. Very it's very good combat. It's crazy. Oh, and and I loved it. I loved the little. I loved the thing at the dance at the end. I thought it was very amusing. You love that. I, 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 I hate it. it. I just <laughs> of course he loved it. It was, it was designed exactly for people like Stu. It was. It was. You know, you know you've just played a game that never ends, and at the end, she, she just dances through all the environments with like enemies and people that you've yeah. been fighting against. You're Are the down. enemies dancing too? Yeah. Yes. Oh, against a, a, with a song that is just stupid, like uh, gay pop. Oh, re- if, right if you want to see it, go and have a look on YouTube. It's on there. If I hear the the the, the cover of that, that what they do, I is, like uh, that. To the moon. It was fun. They use it so much. Though. Know, they use it every five minutes. It is used a lot, but it was still fun. Oh, I just I, mean, like, I just like the game. I thought it was a lot of fun, but I have to agree with you. I got to a point towards the end where it's like. When is this game ever going to finish? I want to finish that already. Cover, that cover of that Fly Me to the Moon, though, I mean, they, they they literally, like, yes, we've got this song, we can use it as much as we want, and they used it all the time. It was so 
irritating. God. It was very Japanese. I think it's. I mean, there's one bit where she sings it like really slow, and I thought that was cool. And then they they should have just played it once after that, and then never again because it was just so fucking. Oh. It was still a cool game. I still, you know, no matter which way, like, I I like the game. But I must admit, I, when I finished it, I did did feel like I'd achieved something by even just finishing that game. I I, I had a headache for two days. I'm not saying that for <laughs> a common value. I really did. I, I was really <laughs> ill. Every time I I went to bed or closed my eyes, I could see the game, and it was driving me nuts. Like I. Man, it it made me ill that game because I played it too much because yeah, I, I wanted it to end. I know, I know. It does even podcast. I want it to end. Right. Okay. Talking of podcast, uh, yeah, it's time. It's time for Quarmians indie games for this week. Quarmians. It is. Group. It is. So if we're ready to uh, cue that up, that dance thing is really stupid. It is. It is. Thank you. It is, uh, but that's your prize. That's your prize for finishing the. Oh, game. geez, that's the prize. Oh man. Okay, Duke. Uh, indie okay. picks for this. When you're ready. Yes. Here we go. Six, five. This is Michael Cookley, also known as Quanrian on Xbox Live. And this week's picks are going to be Graffiti Live and War of Words. And the first one I'm going to be looking at is actually, this is not a game. I thought I'd do a bit of a departure and do something that's not a game. So, yeah, I'm sure if you've looked at the indie game service, you've seen a lot of crappy art programs. So, some guy actually sat down and made a good art program for the indie games. And I actually applaud him for that for for first. So, I, I really think if you love art programs or you just love being artistic get this there is nothing close to it on the indie game service everything else is crap and i'm not exaggerating the rest are really crap this is actually pretty close to if you were to use like a digital airbrushing program and at first you're going to think an art program on the 360 you've got to be freaking kidding me who wants to draw with an analog stick Well, you might be surprised at how well it actually works because you can actually do some things with your analog sticks that you can't do with a mouse. For instance, this this program actually lets you choose the direction of your brush using the left analog stick. In in the same way you would shoot in a a twin stick shooter, you point in in one direction and you move in another. You can do that in this and it gives you a lot of freedom and it's very streamlined. I had a friend check it out and he's... He does art all the time in a bunch of different programs. And he said he could probably make something with this in two hours. And there's a lot of cool features in this. I mean, it's, it's got everything you would, you, you'd expect from an art program minus cutting and pasting. That is the main things that are missing. But you can actually post up your artwork with this program. And I, I think that's uh, awesome. But on top of that, it actually records a video of your drawing. So someone could actually see how you got there. So if you are actually artistically inclined, and I'm maybe I'm not, I can actually watch how you got that final result. And I can, for all intents and purposes, replicate it, you know, to a lesser degree. But it, it actually serves as a sort of educational program in a way if you're looking at artwork from people who are more talented than you. But the main thing about this program, and this is the most important thing, is how intuitive everything feels. And I can't say enough good things about this program, but the note that you're not going to pick this up if you're not into art, if you're not interested in art, you don't want to do anything artistic on your 360, there's absolutely no reason for you to pick this up. It is a little bit pricey, 240 It could. This is actually a program that could be 80 because it's within the limit. 
but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this guy has done something that no one else on the service has done. He's made a pretty good art program that absolutely blows away everything else. And uh, yeah, and the other game I'm going to be looking at, and this one is actually a game, is War of Words. And this is pretty cerebral for the most part. It's it's actually pretty quick to pick up. It may be a little confusing at first because initially you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, I'm going to have to make all these words in a line. And you don't actually have to do that, so that makes the game a lot easier. But what this game actually is, is Scrabble meets Puzzle Quest. So if you like Puzzle Quest and you like Scrabble... This game is basically, it's a no-brainer. It's got riddles in it for the one of the little mini-games to unlock chests. So if you love riddles, uh, you'll get a kick out of that. I didn't see any other mini-games, but I assume there's other word games in there as well. So yeah, if you love word games, if you love a sort of action RPG, puzzle quest type deal, yeah, this, this is definitely a, a really solid way to go. And... There's a lot of different things you can play around with here. So you've got layers, you've got the RPG element, you've got the, the puzzle element, you've got this Tetris element where the blocks are pushing up towards the top. And you know, you're you're in a battle, so you're actually trying to beat, you know, the AI, or you can play against another player locally. So yeah, this is this is definitely something worth investing some time into and seeing if this is really your thing, because it's so completely different from so many things on the service. Even compared to Puzzle Quest, it's just completely different because they took the concept and they remade it. And I love Puzzle Quest, but I'm not terribly fond of how the combat works. It's just better than a turn-based RPG to me, so it's lesser of evils. But this actually works so much more fluidly, and it's got a lot more of a flow to it. So yeah, I definitely can advocate this game for people who love puzzle games, word games, <laughs> RPGs even. Uh, yeah, this is this is a great way to go. And the fact that it's got that local co-op means that you can have someone sitting down and playing with you. So like, you know, Duke, I know you're an English teacher, so, you know, this should appeal to you on some level and be so completely easy for you because you know all those super long words, right? Yeah, so it's it's definitely um, a cool action game with a cerebral edge to it, and you don't really see those too much, so definitely worth the points. And quick recap of the values of these, they're both 240, so neither of these are cheap, but both of these actually have some good value in their own way. So, you know, Graffiti Live if you're into artwork, and War of Words if, if you just love puzzles, RPGs, or, you know, just Scrabble, really, uh, you'll probably find something to like about that game. So there you go. Well, let's start oh, calling me out. I know. Let's start off with you, Duke. Then let's do that. Seeing as he's called you out. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> yeah. Um, the graffiti game is garbage. I don't know why. I mean, look, he—it's it, not garbage. It's—it's <gasps> it's a really good. Well, it's not, I mean, first of all, it isn't a game. I suppose it's not a game. It it's an make... art program. And it's who an art. wants an art program on Xbox indie games? No one. That's who. And yes, the technological feat of programming that is impressive. There's no doubt about it. I'm sure it is head and shoulders above every other art simulator on the, or, you know, art program for the indie games. But you know what? Who's clamoring for an art program on Xbox Arcade? There are pro, there are websites that, you know, pixeler.com does this same thing much better. So that's our criteria, isn't it? That's what, forget it. Um, 
Whatever. War of Words is a neat idea. Um, I actually had some fun playing it once I sort of figured out what was going on. And I did kind of have fun with it, but I don't think that a combination of RPG plus finding words works as well as it should. I think it has to do with the way that the system is implemented. I think the fight should have been a lot shorter because the first training one, for instance, uh, just sort of kept going and going and going. And I would have liked it if it was over much more quickly, maybe half as fast. But the reason I'm not buying it is because it didn't accept ass. And ass is an actual word. It means donkey. It's not necessarily a filthy word. And the game didn't allow it. So I said bollocks to this and I didn't buy it. Well, to be honest with you, it accepts a lot of rude words. Yeah, it well, it didn't accept that one. Um, it accepts tits. <laughs> yeah, tits. I, I like I, how we put it through its real paces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I there was some other word I put in too that it didn't accept. I don't remember what it was, but I was Flab. like, "What is that? Why?" Uh. There was a few. I mean, but to be honest with you, you, you've got to put it into context. You know, it's a little in your game. There's apparently about... You always say that. No matter what problem an indie game has, you always say, oh, but it's only 80 points. It's only this. It's only that. No, no excuses. There's apparently about, I think from what I read about it, there's about 270,000 words in built into well, the Well, it should apparently have 270,000 in one. And that's a lot of words still. <laughs> that is a lot of words. I want to hear that. How many words does Scribblenauts have? Yeah, but Scribble Notes... Yeah, but you're paying so much more that. for it, man! Yeah, exactly. It doesn't no, talk- not exactly. It doesn't. I don't want to hear anyway, that. Anyway, Chini, what did, you, what did you think? Of which one? Of either. Go on, just, uh, just start. Uh, giraffe Live, was it? Oh, BT. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Whatever. Giraffe That might have been a better title. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm, 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 I'm blinking. Draw the Giraffe. giraffe. Uh, I put that in the chat? <laughs> giraffe. I tried to draw a lorry, like a 3D lorry, like not a 2D lorry. I'm better than that. And I'm actually pretty good at drawing, but this was terrible, all right? <laughs> because I can't draw on that because I like paper. I'll tell you um, what, why don't you send me your video and I'll decide if you can draw or not. No, I can't. Um, I couldn't. Could you figure out how to zoom in and out like, of the paper and stuff? I just I, could, I, I, it tells you, but like I couldn't do it, and it was really fiddly to change your brush size. And man, I mean, if you actually think, Cormoran, uh, that this is a a good, it's probably be- the better ones. Like Duke said, it's probably you know the the better of all the other ones, but it's still not very good. And why why do you need it when you know? Say as Duke said, you know, if for people that are going to actually use this, then they do it on the PC anyway. Uh, what's that one? War yeah, of the Words. Words. Um, I must admit, I want to keep calling it War of the Words, as in War of yeah, the World. Because you sent the message saying it was called War of the Words. I might have done, because I had that in and, my head. And, uh, it's actually called War of Words. Yeah, it is. I think that missed the trick there. But anyway, it's... Sorry, Quarry, but it is Puzzle Quest with Boggle at real-time combat. That's it. And it's. I, I thought it was all right. I thought yeah. it was okay. Actually, I, I enjoyed it. But, but the, the problem. I know it's. It's a game about words, and I know this is going to be a little bit of a juxtaposed opinion. But when a game throws up a lot of text at the start to explain what's going on, it kind of puts me off. As you know, in what like, you mean the story, or as in like, the like, yeah the story, like because yeah I, I think games. Uh, are much better than that now. You know when, when we used to uh, when we used to play games, you know, back in the day, and there used to be some yeah. scrolling text, and then yeah. the game would start, and now that scrolling text has been, you know, now that's a cutscene or whatever. 
oh, we we that's changed for a reason. Yeah. Uh, when when they throw up words like that, I know it's a word game. That's not my point. It's, it's just like here's a block of text. You read this until until you finish reading it, then move on. And I'm like, oh, go away, text. TLDR, you know? dude. Yeah, too long didn't read, and I, I, that that's that's you know maybe it's the MTV generation. But I I just couldn't be asked to read. I I think there's a better way of doing it, and he could have just like done short tutorials in the tutorial game, you know, yeah, like, exactly. very small, like, this is what, I mean, he did do that, actually, um, in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the tutorial match, where he just got away, he stopped the play, and he said, you know, this is this, this is this, Yeah. you know, right. best way to do this, that's right. fine, I'll get Deliver that. the story the same way, too, then. Yeah. You but two are I, never satisfied, I, are you? Because no, like, you... I actually like No, listen, it, listen, though. Yeah, you... I liked it too. I played it until it said, you want to buy it? And I said, if, nope. if there's an indie game that doesn't <laughs> tell you how to play it, you complain. <laughs> if there's an indie game that tells I you how to I complain about everything, you so you're not going to catch me out on that. <laughs> you just complain about everything, whatever. You, you, they can't win with you, can they? You know. No, I probably bought more indie games than you have. I don't want to hear that. I have 150 indie games in my hard drive. You're weird. Yeah. Another big block of text that it throws up at the start. Did yeah, you read it? I did. What did it say? I can't remember. See? <laughs> See? Look, I don't it's remember. It. You don't need it. We get it. It's an RPG. It's set somewhere. Yeah, exactly. you, you, you fight with words. We do it. We just move on. Like the squirrel game, right? You're a squirrel in space. Great. We yeah. don't need a block of text to explain it. Just do it. I've got to, I, I sort of, I, I sort of agree with the art game. You but always I think, sort of agree. I think I'm, if, get, I'm out of it. Somebody's out of I think if somebody, if somebody knew how to paint and use that, I think you could probably do something pretty cool with it. But unfortunately, the majority of people who are on there don't know how to use those sorts of programs, maybe. So, I, I well, don't know. Well, if you're interested in that... It'd be a very know, niche You person. know where that software is on the internet. If you're interested in making art, you know where that is. Yeah, right? I, I sort of agree. And it doesn't take... For me, who can draw, and I, I haven't used a tablet pad or anything like that, but... But it wouldn't be hard for me to find out, right? So yeah. what would I do on the indie games? I mean, what, a lot, a lot of those. What would I do with an analog stick? So, yeah, I mean, a lot of those programs on the internet though do rely on having a tablet and a stylus. Yeah, to but work. if I'm into that, if that's if I if that's like yeah, a decision true. I make, that's what I do. I don't do it on indie games. Yeah, and it's not simple enough for someone just to pick up and have a diddle with, you know, and just no, have it's a. No, it's not. It isn't. It's a very complex thing. It's got a lot of options and a lot of stuff. Again, like it's it was it was it's it's impressive that they designed it. I'm gonna give them total credit for taking the time to you know. It looks like they added the tools that it needs to have and all that. Yeah, but all the, the point is, in, yeah, yeah. But the point is, who, who wants it? I mean, like, what's the point? You know, who's gonna use it? Where's the I audience? If there's know, a market person behind this game, where's the audience? Where's the audience? No but audience. I do think if somebody knew how to use it, probably would could probably do something pretty impressive with it. Now, in two years, when they allow indie games. to use connect you could be like brushing on the screen and it'll be maybe. like dude maybe um but yeah war of words i really liked i really like that game i had a lot of fun with that um and i am probably gonna buy it i haven't done yet because i think i think my daughter would get a kick out of that you know making up words and stuff and i liked what i liked about it the most was you could just pick letters from anywhere to make up your words as opposed to trying to join them together with so many oh, games yeah, that do. which is what boggle does really yeah yeah, so the fact you could just pick up, you know, and you had to keep your letters down, so you would pick one from the top row and then try and make a word underneath to, yeah. you know, keep letters dropping. And I, I won the first battle pretty quickly, I have to say. And yeah, I, I, I actually, actually appreciated that part of it too. Yeah. yeah, and I got onto the first story battle, and that was pretty cool, and I got about halfway through that, and he had a massive XP, 
compared to the training one. Yeah, uh, I, I just I, I finished the I finished the tutorial battle, then I was moving on to the next one, then it stopped. So I was a yeah. bit disappointed. They should have laid like I'm not as quick as uh, as Duke's gonna be, obviously, but obviously. I'm, you know, I, I'm not, I, I was all right with it. You know, I was doing well, and I you know I won, but. I think they should allow you to kind of get into the second battle a bit more, then stop you. You know, maybe. The, the only thing I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how the taking off the XP worked. I couldn't get my head around, and I need to probably understand that a bit better to play. Yeah, I didn't, that. I didn't figure out. You mean oh. HP? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah taking off the HP. You don't take off XP from. A sorry. You, well, you do. come on. It, Have you, the, are the you a nerd or not? Yeah. The bigger the word, the the, the bigger the the hit points, right? So like, if I yeah, if I put out. in. Like a massive word, then it's going to take more. You're going to take more damage from it. That's how I beat the tutorial in one word. And then I liked it. One was it? Microscopic silicovolcano coniosis. That's unbelievable. It just explodes. It was all. It was just three lines of the letters too. I just they happened to all be right there. And I, and I like the fact that it had all these spells as well that helped you, you sort of, you know, increase. Yeah, that's kind your, of neat. Your, 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 your I thought it was. I thought for two forty points, it's a lot of game there. You know, and I'm not particular. I'm, I've got, I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, bit like Quamrian on the puzzle quest. I like the, the premise of it, but I'm not too keen on the puzzle battling system. I much prefer something with words. is much better for me because yeah. I like, I like words and things. So I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, overall, I, I sort of was a bit. I thought the first game, the first thing or app or game, if, if somebody knew how to use it, would be pretty cool. But I, again, I agree. I don't know who it would be aimed at. And, but the second one I really like, so I probably will pick that up because I think my daughter would get a kick out of making up words on there and having a try of it. So, yeah. So there you go. And, that, and that's it. So, uh, yeah, before we move on, I have got another indie game to mention. Um, and I have Is got it Killer's an, Dream? No, I have got an email from the developer as well that I'm going to read out. <laughs> I heard about this. I have an, an email from the developer. Uh, no, 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 nothing to do with that. That's at the end, though. That'll be the end. No, this uh... is. Okay. So basically, a while ago, I spoke to Chini about an indie game that I'd been pointed towards called Privates. Um, <laughs> and there was a bit of controversy because basically it, this game, it's fair to say, is quite risque, uh, I think. is is We is... already talked about that, where you have the different countries and you move your troops around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Not good>. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, it was, it was put up and... and Microsoft commented on it and basically said, uh, which is in the email, so I'll read that out. But, they, you know, the short of it is they, they said they didn't feel it would get approval due to its content. Mm, um, that's what Microsoft actually said. That so sounds. basically, it's an army of characters with condoms on their, head, uh, on their heads fighting in a vagina. So that's, that's pretty much the premise of the game. If you haven't seen the trailer, I suggest you go and look at it because it's quite funny. But I have done a recording of the trailer. Now, I must warn, there is some pretty strong language going on in this trailer. And, and I've got to say, some of the, be- the most classic lines I've heard for a long time in any video game. Is it really strong language or just sexual innuendo? Have you not heard it yet? Well, you're in for no. a treat. You're in for you a treat. You love these rude words. You you're in for a treat. So <laughs> I mean, I mean so, so if, if you're giggling like a schoolgirl right now. You're a dad and you laugh at funny words. Honestly like, to God. It's like worms, but rude is the best way oh, to describe it. It's a cool game. It rude. is, right. Okay. Do, if you just play the trailer first, and then we'll talk a little bit about the email I got afterwards. You can't shoot me. I'm AIDS. Oh, hey, look. A massive vagina. Jack, I've just seen smoke on the monitor. This isn't space or chainsaws. 
It's vaginas and bottoms and places like that. People think Hitler might have had syphilis. And, well, look at him. Don't touch it. You don't really want it growing all up your balls. Captain, we just got reported the first conduct in sector 1138A. Looks pretty messy. Look at all the browns. It's horrid in here. Have a nice time, won't you? Try not to step in anything. I'll bring you back up presently. So there you go. That that is that is that a trailer must have been made for you. So what must have gone up to a developer and said, "Make a trailer to make this boy laugh." The, the spunk on the monitor. There you go. Easy done. Give me my check. <laughs> you know, Mission but, accomplished. But you know what? You need to watch it because I've got to say it's the best, <laughs> it's the best looking indie game I have ever seen. It does look like a very. Uh, it's it's so. Artist, polished, is it a polished? It's, it's actually pretty polished. Yeah. Is it, it a polished vagina? <laughs> polished vagina. It is the best looking indie game. You, is it you... the best looking spunk you've seen, Stu? No, there wasn't any spunk that I saw, I have to say. <laughs> but that line, that's like the bloody, you know, look at this dick or whatever it was in Bully. So no, that's, no like, that's... they're all puns, though. Well, not puns, I guess, but they're... They're, with with Bulletstorm, you know, who the hell is this joint dick or whatever, that's just what it is. But this game is using kind of like people's names as jokes, you know what I mean? Someone's called Spunk, and I've just yeah. saw Spunk on the monitor, so they're, they're a little bit cleverer, I guess. It's, but, uh, it's very funny. I, mean, I, 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 just, I wish I was in the room when you saw this for the first oh, time. I would have been on the floor. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of go, yeah, that's funny. You know, like, I'm sure Duke does the same. Well, yeah, that's funny. But I don't like laugh, you know, my head off about it. But Stu, my God, you were... Uh... He's literally ruffling. I'm always great. I like. I really liked it. I really liked yeah. it. Yeah, it does look good though. It does look <laughs> very good. But the, you know, basically Microsoft have pretty much. I'll, t- I'll tell you what they did anyway. So I sent I sent an email to Dan at uh, Zombie Cow Zombie Cow Games, which I I have to assume is British. Because yeah. you know, it's, a lot it's of British voices in there. It's got to be British, yeah. um, but basically, so it's very funny. So it is very funny. So this is what I sent. I sent Dan. Uh, my name is Stuart Farm, the host of Veteran Gamers Podcast. We're an independent podcast that tries to give views from a gamer's point of view. Uh, anyway, we try to support and promote the indie developers, and I have to say, after watching the trailer for Privacy, I laughed a lot. It looks a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I've heard on the grapevine that Microsoft are going to stop it appearing on the indie games due to its content. So if this is true, I wondered what your plans are for the release. Many thanks in advance. So that's what I sent him. And this is, this is what he replied. Hello. Actually, what Microsoft said was, uh, we have guidelines in place that closely track requirements of content ratings boards worldwide and, among other things, prohibit the publication of strong sexual content, he said. Uh, while we haven't seen this game, we can confirm that if it is consistent with the description we have seen on the internet, this game would not pass peer review and would not be permitted to be distributed on Xbox Live. Uh, and then he goes on to say, privacy is pretty risque, but it just about falls on the right side of the guidelines. We'll do what we can to get an Xbox version up. It's a bridge we'll cross when we come to it. Whatever happens, we'll release it on PC. D. <laughs> So, so private as a go. Well, we're hoping so. I mean, it sounds pretty positive. He seems pretty positive that he'll get a pass. But I've got to say, even just watching the trailer, some of that language is pretty risque. I have to so say. They're aiming for maximum market penetration. <laughs> That's just brilliant. 
Uh, yeah. That's really. Uh, but yeah, I love the line, uh, don't step on anything, you don't want it growing up your balls or something like that you say. So I'm like, oh my God. Uh, but yeah, I, I did, as it, as it happens, uh, as a result of going on Zombie Cow to have a look around to see what else they've done, they, they did have a free point-and-click adventure game on there. Um, so yeah, I, I gave that a bit of a download to play. So I've been, I've been playing on that as well, and that's cool. And it, it's actually based... Uh, around the two developers who were there, and it's called Ben There, Dan That. That's what that's what it's called. And I've got to say, it's pretty funny. It's it's very much text based though. So if you do download it, don't expect a, a whole lot of graphics and stuff. It's very in the vein of Monkey Island, those point and click adventure games. But it's it's well done and definitely worth a look at. Uh, wow. So so there you go. So I thought I'd just give that a quick mention. But yeah, Privates, I, I think that's going to be good fun. It looks a lot of fun. So let's hope it gets a rating, then we can play it. So there you go. Yeah. Um, right, so anyway, middle of the show. We've hit, haven't we? Um, middle of the show. Welcome to the middle of the film. Middle of the film. Um, yeah, I thought we'd start off with Duke's uh, little article that he wrote on the side. I, thought we'd have I a... wrote an article. Yeah, it was a big article. I it wrote was... a big article. <laughs> and it's got pictures and everything. Yeah, pictures and diagrams. And a, um, and a misleading pictures. title. Yeah. It's got a yeah, mis- but do you know what? I think I think the title's a good title. I think it sums up pretty much what you were saying. I'll be honest, man, I actually wrote that title just to draw people in at N for G. Yeah, it was a definitely a trolling title. There's no two yeah, ways. It is. But you know what? Like, in a way I think that's sometimes okay, you know, like Give the audience what they're, you know, you do something to titillate people and entice people, and then hopefully you'll bring them in, and then you hit them with a, ah, like an interesting philosophical set of ideas, which is what I was really shooting for there. Okay, do you want to give us a short, shortened version of your Yes, answer? here's the thing. A lot of times when you're playing a video game, you want to suck down someone's brain and, like, choke on the blood, and that's awesome in a video game, and, and that's how every game should be. Yeah, that's not Oh, weird. no, wait, that's a different article. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, what I said in the, in the piece, and everybody should read it, veterangamers.co.uk, it's a good site. Uh, the title of the piece is How I Fell in Love with a Video Game Character, and I start out with the first sentence, okay, I never actually fell in love with a video game character. And it was funny because people on N4G were like, that's sad, you need help. It reminds me of this dude who married his virtual girlfriend or whatever in Japan. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you people are morons, you didn't even read the first sentence, I hate you. Um, but the point that I wanted to make was that the connection between players and characters in games is not i mean it's getting i think it's getting to the point where it's 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 more than just dungeons and dragons you know what i mean like i think with with most games um we haven't had a chance to actually connect with characters in video games, and certainly not to the way in which Peter Molyneux wants us to bond with that little dog in Fable 2 or whatever it is. Um, and yet, I think that we are starting to see uh, a lot of connections between players and characters because of the, uh, the the time and energy and dedication that developers are willing to put into the kinds of interactions that you have with the characters, but not in a technological sense. And that's one of the points that I really wanted to make very strongly, which is Peter Molyneux in E3 2009 came on with Milo, and he was like, you're going to connect with this person in a totally new way because it's all based on your physical interactions, and there's a part where you're digging down in the water looking for fish, and blah, 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 and that means that you're connecting in a meaningful way, and yada, yada, yada. 
But I actually don't think that is really where it comes in because, and in fact, that's going to be antithetical to real connections to the video game characters because real connections are based on story and and the development of the character and, and how your actions affect that character. So I think that the more time they spend on these technological innovations, the less time they're going to spend on actually developing interesting characters and instead using the same old stock characters, just fiddling in with new technology. No, I I, I absolutely agree. I think... You know, you see, everybody's striving. I mean, and it's always been this way. And this is, I think this is probably inherent with gaming in general that, you know, and and especially Japanese developers, it's all about the technology. And and I know you take the mickey out of me about, you know, wanting games to look aesthetically pleasing. I don't have any problem with games being aesthetically pleasing. But if that's the only thing... Exactly, yeah. And, And a lot of games fall into that trap i mean and and also the other thing that's killing video games is not necessarily stories but but sort of these big you know things like call of duty multiplayer games because they pull people away from stories you know because all they're doing is just going for xp and there's no real point to it apart from the enjoyment of leveling up to the next level until you get to prestige and then you start it all over again well as i said some of those people aren't interested in in stories and games like that yeah you know, like he, it's just kind of like a dude, you know, and he logs shooting stuff, and they they don't play games for story. They watch movies for story, you know, and they they just play games to shoot stuff, and that's fine. That's that's. Yeah. But that's then, like I said, like that's there's there's a place for that. I think there's you know just like in the world of music, there's a place for music that's not saying anything significant. It's just about like smash the state or like destroy everything or like wild out in the club. But there's also a place for music that has something to say and has a real message in it. And the same is true about games. I mean, the thing that I was talking to Feng Chui about this, Chui, Feng Chui. And and he was basically what he was saying that for him more than anything that's pulled him away from it was sort of you know like Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two because because of the way the game structured as in you have to be in there on day one to get ranked up quick enough to keep up with everybody else. He, he almost felt compelled to play it, you know, uh, and he didn't uh, he didn't dare sort of miss a couple of days in case he got behind everybody else playing the game. That's a psychological. It is. Problem I mean, that and he I, has. I bought COD 4 used, yeah. and, and I, I was way behind everybody else. But you know what? You'll find other noobs that you're playing against, and the only way to get stronger is to play a stronger I opponent. So I, it's kind of healthy to do it that. It is a trap, though, and I think a lot of players are like him who feel that they have to keep up to keep their XP and get in on the, How many people buy Modern Warfare 2 and don't touch a single play because they know they've got to get in the multiplayer first? And and start to rank up. Well, that's a level of idiotic obsession. I agree, and I think that's stupid. But I don't know that that's a huge. I don't know. I think. It, I mean, what do you think, Ginny? I think that's definitely something that people. I know a lot of people. I play a lot of Call of Duty, and I know a lot of people that haven't touched the multiplayer, uh, sorry, yeah. the single player, and yeah. never will because that's not what they play games for. Now, I was talking to a guy today, and he's awesome, and I mean awesome at Call of Duty. But but what's great about him? I think you play with him actually. He's Gilscape Ben. He's mm-hmm. uh But he actually likes games with a lot of story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the games. He loves Mass Effect. Absolutely loves Mass Effect. Not. And then he, he mentioned today that he's never played Fallout Three. And, uh, and uh, I said, "What?" And he's like, "I've never played it." And I said, you, "You would totally love that game. What What are you doing? Yeah. Go buy it now." And he he literally did buy it. <laughs> After I said that, yeah, he, he nice. texted me saying, I bought it for £13 or something, and I said, that's the best wow. £13 you'll ever spend, yep. because it's awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's nice that people do, 
you, you know, when someone tells you that they play, they've played Fallout or they've played Mass Effect 2 and they are mm-hmm. not, they just, they don't only play FIFA or they don't only play, you know, Call of Duty. It's nice, isn't it, when you hear that and you think, oh, this, when you see someone playing a, a lot of games, like, I, one of my brother's mates who I haven't seen for probably 17, 18 years, caught, like, found him on Facebook or whatever, or he found me. And I've got his gamer tag, and I noticed that he has so many achievements for so many games. Like he plays everything, right? And I'm just—I was quite made up. Like when he said he had a gamer tag, I was like, oh, you know, he might play Call of Duty or something. But he mm-hmm. plays everything, and he loves it. I mean, he played Alan Wake, he played Left 4 Dead 2. He got a lot of the achievements in Left 4 Dead 2, and he Left 4 Dead 1, Mass Effect, all, all sorts of stuff. And, and it's nice, you know, when you hear that, when you hear somebody say, "Yeah, I mm-hmm. play all types of games," but. For some people, that's just simply not the case. All they want to do is shoot yeah. stuff, like you do. And like, I mean, me and you have the same kind of thing. Like sometimes we just want to shoot stuff. We don't want to yeah, play sure. story. I don't want to play Fallout Three. I just want to shoot stuff in the right. face. And sometimes there's, you know, there are people I know who only go to see shoot 'em up movies, you know, action movies yeah. and stuff. And yeah. like, and that's okay. I mean, no, I those, wish those that people are never going to watch Moon, are they? Like, you know. Yeah, right. And I mean, I wish. I and I think this is the thing. I think that the best movies in some cases, you know, and the best books are the ones that will give people what they want to see. And I always put the matrix in this category. Not everybody agrees with me, but I think the matrix did an amazing job of giving us exciting action, special effects, and then sneaking in a little philosophy and interesting yeah. examples of things. Yeah, I, I think best games can do that too. And the reality, you know, some people believe the matrix is true. They believe yeah, it, that is happening. It's not, but um, I know. But in, in two, they kind of went that kind of what people want to see route yeah. a little bit more, and, yeah. and with three, they kind of felt it felt like it a little bit more rushed to to tie everything up. But anyway, we're talking well, about the Matrix. They, anyway, never mind the Matrix. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I I I think going going back to your original points, I think that what makes you connect with that character in the game is is knowing what motivates the character and having empathy with with that yeah. character, and I think that's and what's different. And seeing them as a full person, too, and this is something I didn't really get into a whole lot because I, I was already rambling on enough, but I think that when we have one-dimensional characters, we feel distant from them, and that's natural because we only really get to know people when we see many different sides of them. And I mentioned this about my dog, you know, like every time my dog did something that I didn't expect or, you know, every time she did something that I did expect, like it sort of reinforced parts of what I was thinking about and sort of how I knew her. Um, and I think that points to the possibilities in video games of us getting to know these characters because they act in ways that might seem strange or bizarre or unusual but then eventually we can understand this is where they're coming from and we learn their backstory and stuff like that and it's it's tough to do that well but I think when they do it well like in Mass Effect and other games I think it's really excellent uh, that's funny how you should say when you can see people because it makes me instantly think of Half-Life right and you can't see Gordon Freeman yeah. but the person the character that you can see is Alex right the, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of love interest kind of thing that's going on and a lot of people like Gordon Freeman, you know, it's kind of wishy-washy if they do. And when you ask them why, they just kind of go, oh, I He's don't a badass. Right? He's, yeah, got a he's got a crowbar. He's got a crowbar. He's a scientist. But they're not really valid reasons why they just, they, they, there's nothing there. There's no weight to those reasons. But yeah. when when people say, you know, do you like Alex? They say, yes, because she's awesome. And she's like really cool. And I don't know what's going on. I think them and Gordon should get it on and all this. <laughs> and there's some very subtle things. They made Alex... Uh, they worked really hard on episode one mm-hmm. uh, to make Alex a very good friendly AI because friendly AI is so difficult to make and program. Yeah. Uh, enemy AI is, is a little easier, but 
Um, friendly AI is difficult, so, you know, because they always get in the way, especially in Half-Life, because you can't, like, walk through people in Half-Life, so if, yeah. if they're in the way, you have to kind of wait for them to move. So Alex, in Episode 1, did like, a fantastic job of just being a badass, you know, and she would actually kill characters in front of you, and, you know, she wouldn't be in the way, you wouldn't shoot her by accident. And in episode two, they did this very subtle thing is with, with the, the gnome. You know when you carry the gnome? Oh, I hated that. Yeah, when you carry the gnome, Alex would look at you right, as if to say, why are you carrying that gnome? But she'd never say it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She'd look at you and be like, oh, all right, okay. And then move on. And it's just yeah. such a small thing. And it's the little things it, that mean so much. I mean, anybody I, who's been in a relationship knows that, you know? Well, I think... and, and, uh, when you, because you see John Marston... That's why we like him, and you know, mm-hmm. seeing a character is important. Go on, Stu, I'll let you go. I was going to say, I think what's interesting about Half-Life and Gordon Freeman, I think a lot of the... Again, you know what motivates him, and I think that's what's so important. But also, you are sort of him. I know. And I, and think, I think, think that's what the difference is. Bioshock never gave the character a name, which I kind of like more. If you're going to be the character, yeah. don't give him a name or something, or let you choose the name, like Mass Effect. But yeah. in Mass Effect, you see the character, so it's really straight. It does. It's like it. It is that argument of where films were in the 60s and 70s, where we didn't know what what, what there was going to be or where there was going to go. Right? It's where games are now. We we quite we, we we get in there, but we still don't know what to do with with how to kind of immerse people into a story. Rockstar stick to their guns, you know. Bioware stick to their guns, and Bioware do a fantastic job. Of bringing in relationships into the to the equation, you know how you feel about other people rather than just one character, which I think helps a lot. Yeah. But it, they're so different. If you was to compare John Marston's character, who is set, you know what I mean. You don't. He's got a past. You you know you can't change that past. He has mm-hmm. morals. He has opinions, and they are set. You can't change those. But in Mass Effect, you can change those. And we're still learning. We still we haven't quite got there. And as Duke says, there's room for all of them. You know, there's room for these yeah. story-based games. There's room for shooting people in the face in slow motion. <laughs> and we're not we're not quite there. We don't know what to do with it. Yet. Yeah, Is I it... think I think that's it. I mean, you know, like Duke said in his article, I think game development in general is in its infancy to a certain extent yeah, still even now and and i think we're only just getting to a stage where technology allows them to do this sort of stuff more effectively and and i think a lot of you know developers are still stuck in that rut of you know shoot 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 and that's all all that you do you know throughout the game that is it yeah. you know from start it's, to finish you could say the same about turn-based japanese rpgs yeah are. Yeah, yeah, we're not getting into that. I'm not like but but the the, the reason why the whole genre came about is because the the, the technology wasn't there to do real life combat, and there it is, and they just kind of set their feet in cement and said, no, we're stopping here, we're we're sticking with turn base. But I was going to say, what I think one of the most important aspects of Red Dead is those very first few Bonnie missions that you do, you know, herding the cattle, going out in the thunderstorm, putting the barn out the fire and everything yeah. and i think and i think that's what builds the character because you you know what he's about you know that he's an honorable guy you know what motivates him you know and i think it's it's that what really sets the scene for Is that it, game didn't you think it was really brave of them to kind of really slow the game down at, definitely uh, we, we kind of get into spoiler territory here but like i'm yeah, not going to spoil it it's I, i'm not i'm not going to i'm not going to spoil it for people who haven't finished red dead but kind of like the pace changes a little bit uh, uh, towards like the end, and yeah, uh, and I, I, I respect them for that because yeah. usually, you know, a game kind of you know goes up and down, then up and up and up and up, and then massive climax. And they, 
and I thought the ending must be really, really good for them to slow this down, and you know, and it totally, it's totally worth it. So yeah. I, I respected them to kind of slow the whole game down a little bit and and take that plunge because they they totally did take a risk with that game and, and it paid off. But then they so, also totally did that at the beginning as well because it starts yeah, off very slow. Yeah, very it's, brave. It's a very. I mean, even the the, the title at the start of the game yep. is slow. You know, he's on that train, and it's all about it's 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 all about how everything's changing. That whole scene is about change, mm-hmm. right? And it's about the arrival of John Marston, and they're talking about change and flying machines and cars and the opinions of Native Americans and black people and stuff. And it's all in that one scene. Yeah. And it's super slow, but it's it's so well done. I mean, to a certain extent, Half-Life 2 plays the same trick, doesn't it? And the, and the original Half-Life. Yeah. They, they both start off pretty similar, because the original Half-Life, you're on like a monorail going into the, you know, into the science lab underground. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it takes ages to get to that first bit oh, of action. Half-Life 2, it's quite, Half-Life 2 is quite daunting when you start shooting people. Yeah. I, and, I find yeah. it quite daunting like, when yeah. you start shooting people. I mean, and you start off in Half-Life 2 and, you know, again, you arrive on this train and you're not sure where you are and there's all these combined soldiers around electrocuting you if you, if you happen to go in the wrong direction. And yep. it's just such a cool, you know, and it sets the scene and sets the, the, the feel and the tempo and, you know, really the scene for the rest of the game. And I think, you know, and again, you know, when you think about it, you know, Bioshock did the same thing, you know, going down in, in the yeah. bathosphere at the beginning. It's such a brilliant start to that game. Yeah. And I think the best games have that excellent start at the beginning. I mean, they all do something great. You know, Bioshock, Mass Effect 2, you know, uh, Red Dead Redemption, Half-Life 2, they all do something great, but they're so different at the same time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, and they're, it's like they're, different they're directors all... with movies, you know. Like yeah. Each, yeah. each developer, you know, each, each game kind of needs to find its voice. Yeah. And different directors can have different voices in different movies. You know, just look at Spike Lee or Gus Van Sant. But... I think each part, each of them also needs to have sort of sort of signature element that includes in it that brings it to life, and uh, they they're, they're sort of you know trying to be masters of their craft, which I think up till now most game developers have just mostly been interested in the fun part of it, which is important. There's no doubt about it. But I think yeah. we're starting to see the possibility of combining that fun gameplay with quality storytelling, which up till now I think for the most part I think we'd all agree has really not been an important thing for developers. No. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, when I played, I think I said this on one of the podcasts of the five that I do. But um, when I played <laughs> Alan Wake, um, it made me realise that gameplay really does matter because what you do in the game, like the actions that you take, like in a first, but in Bioshock, you, you're shooting stuff, right? It's a game where you shoot stuff. That's yeah. it. Half Life Two, yeah. you shoot stuff. Uh, you know, Red Dead Redemption, you ride horses, you shoot, you know, the law and, and bandits and stuff. That has to be. Solid. That has to be. That has to work. It has to feel right first. That's because that's what you do for most of the game. Right. Yeah. You know, and that that has to work. So gameplay. And that's why most people are there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I mean, people like shooting stuff. So the people that aren't into the story of Red Dead Redemption can have fun shooting stuff. That's it's like it Shakespeare, you know. He, Shakespeare gave people exactly what they wanted. First scene in Romeo and Juliet, fight scene in the streets. You know, Macbeth, give them the witches. Special effects, sound, thunder, lightning. You know, Hamlet, ghost on the parapet. Like it's it's all about giving people exactly what they want, and then once they're taking a breath, and, oh, that was so awesome. Then you can be like, hey, here's what it means to be yeah. human. And so like it, it, with games, as your example, like giving people what they want, they need to have a good kind of game mechanic. They, yeah, exactly. that awake that. That whole light thing, it worked. You know, it was fun. 
it was enjoyable. It didn't get tedious. They did it very clever in different yeah. clever ways of light and sourcing the light and stuff. That has to work. And then on top of that, it's almost like you have to work uh, like with a different kind of you know set of ideas, put in a great story. And Alan yeah. Wake taught me that. You know, like what you do in the game has to be fun first for the story to yeah. work. You know, yeah. it's a very strange comparison, but Naughty Bear, right? It's a very weird, it's a very funny concept, right? And everybody gets a kick of watching the trailers, but when you play the game, it's very boring, right? And tedious and dull, and that's when people just go away because it's, it's why would you want to do that? You know, you can just watch the trailer and that's the most fun you're going to have from that game. I think I think what amazes me the most in all of this... I can't believe I've compared Red Dead to Naughty Bear, Bob. I know, that's <laughs> impressive. I've got to say that's an impressive connection. Yeah, um that's... But Six ha- degrees of crazy stories. <laughs> Absolutely. But Half-Life 2 came out in 2004, so that game is six years old now. Yeah. Six years old. Yes. And and since that game was... And it really did change the way games were perceived because it was doing this all this crazy stuff. And it changed the first-person shooter for sure. Definitely. But also at the end of that game... You know, again, it made a really brave decision because there is no final boss fight. You know, it took that yeah. away. It didn't have a final. There's a climax. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely yeah, a climax. There is. Though, because... But you're mega overpowered. You're sort of suddenly the, the yeah, big powerful dude. And, and that was really cool. And it didn't matter, you know, that there wasn't this we massive spoil, We could yeah. spoil Half-Life 2. A little bit. I don't want to spoil it too no, much. No, it's six years. Fuck's I know, right. but there's a lot of... And if you have if you haven't played Half-Life 2 by now, then I'm sorry... You're a bad person. You have to stop the podcast <laughs> and play it because it's yeah. awesome. And it's the orange box. You can pick up the orange box and tell her. I know. Right. Anyway, but th- I mean, there's definite climax to the Half-Life 2 because you get that super spazzed yeah. up gravity gun and it also is. that whole kind of riding to the top of the, the tower. I yeah. mean, that is like, I mean, you can't symbolize it enough. You know, you are reaching the top of the, the, the tower, the end level, the boss, <laughs> you know, the man at the desk. You know, it's almost like Streets of Rage, boss. The man behind the desk at the top of the tower. You can't get any more cliche, I guess. But it worked. But you're right, Stu. There was no big kind of boss scene that took ages and ages. There was a kind of final thing that you had to do uh, with the, you know, the orbs and smacking it in there, like into the, I can't remember what it was, now, into the machine or something. But it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it wasn't difficult. It didn't take you ten minutes. You know, it wasn't this massive cutscene where the boss suddenly turns twenty feet bigger and he's like awesome all of a sudden. It yeah. was just a way of finishing the game. And again, that game slows down right at the end. It stops the explosion and G-Man comes back in. Ah, oh, it's it just brilliant. It is such a game. classic game. But what I was going to say is, but since then we've only really had a handful of games that have come anywhere near. I think- that overall, sort of narrative. Overall, the whole thing, we've only had a handful of games that do yeah. it right. Yeah. And I think that's what's quite sad, because that was doing it six years ago, you know, yeah. and you'd have thought they'd have set the blueprint and the template for sort of future games to follow, you know, to sort of do this But then thing. Call of Duty 1 come out, and everyone loved it. So. Yeah. You know, we get held back by, like, I mean... The and sequels. Has, we get held the, back by sequels. The after Wii sequels. has its place, right? Don't get me wrong. The Wii Sports and everything, it has its place. It introduces people that would never play games, and it makes me look less of a loser, right? But <laughs> the, the Wii has now influenced Microsoft and Sony to completely change their game, and it's kind of held back the whole, oh, games need story, but they need 
you to dance in front of it like an idiot kind of thing now. I would also say that game reviewers have, you know, like, professional game reviewers and, like, the industry press, I think they have a responsibility in this because when they do reviews, a lot of times, especially now, you know, because now they should know better. I think that we could excuse them in the last, you know, over the last 20 years. Um, but a lot of times, story is almost incidental. You know, when they do a rundown of how the game is, a lot of times it's, Audio, graphics, gameplay, this, that, and the other. And then under other, it might be, oh, yeah, the story's pretty stupid. But they don't nearly come down as hard on a dumb story as they will a game that has pop-in or, you know, glitches or the Mm -hmm. sound isn't very good. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm not saying that every game needs to be held to some super high standard when it comes to story. But I am saying that it should be important in certain instances, and the, yeah. and the game's reviewers, I think, have a responsibility to say this game has a crap story. Now, if that's all, if that's okay with you, if you're just looking for a fun shoot 'em up, then by yeah. all means, go for it. But the guys, you the know, guys like just cause too. I mean, like it's the story yeah. is an excuse to blow shit up, which exactly. is fine, right? right? That's exactly what that game needs to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, but again, we you know we've read Dead Redemption. We yeah. we need a little bit more than that because and I we, think it may be the case it. that, and I and I hope so that it's the case that. Um, Games like Red Dead Redemption, which which both have a good story and will hit a huge audience, will hopefully show people, look, this is possible to do both at the same time, uh, fun gameplay and great story, and here's why you should want this sort of thing in your yeah. games. But to God, also, Red Dead Redemption sold well, by the way. Yeah, but to also, to a certain extent, you know, the, the publishers are, are, are guilty in a lot of cases as well because oh, they want money. All they want is cash exactly. cows. They're not interested. They want. They need. They like, need. It's not just that they want it. It's that they need to make more money every year than they made the last year, yeah. and that presents real problems, just as it does for Hollywood in terms of storytelling. Yeah. You, you know, why take a risk on a, on a brave story? We watched a movie called. Um, Mary and Max, oh my god, this movie is so awesome. It's a claymation film, but it's about this girl in Australia who happens to randomly write a letter to a guy in New York, and they become pen friends, and it's just an amazing story. It's really excellent. Um, and, and But it's this tiny little independent movie. Why would a, a Hollywood studio spend time on and money on that when it's very unlikely they're going to make a lot of money from it when they could just turn out the next, you know... Transformers. Uh, Transformers. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is special effects fest that they know will rake in millions at the box office. Now, that's not to say you can't have both, but it's pretty rare. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that is trouble because, you know, publishers are interested in lots of cash, yeah. and and developers, unfortunately, fall into the trap of, you know, Bioshock 2 is a, is a perfect example of that mm-hmm. because they made that game because they knew that it would sell yeah. copies. And then, yeah. I, I think that's why Ken Levine hated the, the idea of a sequel because Bioshock 2 was such a good little cut-off package, you know, that was done. And, Bioshock uh, 1, so, Yeah, the original. Yeah, Bioshock 1, yeah, sorry. And yeah. that's why I'm so... I mean, I've seen... I'm sure we've all seen previews of uh, Portal 2, and it looks like mm-hmm. they might get away with doing a sequel because they are doing something very funny with it, you know? Like, she's back, I mean, and it picks up pretty much... I mean, you haven't missed much. Have you seen the previews? Have you seen the walkthrough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying not to, but it's Portal, so I, I have know, to do it. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, like, you kind of... Yeah, I mean, there's hundred years have passed, but you haven't really missed much, and you kind of, it looks like they, they're going to do it. You know, what I mean, it really looks like they, they're going to, and it is Valve. So, and I, I, I'm so, I'm so hopeful that they've treated it very carefully, and it, it looks like they're going to pull it off. I think, I think it looks fun, and 
Uh, again, in Portal, what you have to do, it has to be fun. Shooting portals, you know, is fun. But they yeah. can't do that for a sequel. They have to kind of jazz it mm. up a little bit, Hoovers. which they've done. Big fat hoovers, sucking everything up. <laughs> they, they, they've they've done that with the the second portal game with all this like goo that they've got yeah. and like sending cubes on lasers, enough to change up the gameplay, but it, not too much and it all fits in with the story. So they've stuck to it and it, they're, they're on the ball. Valve, they know what they're doing. I think the only thing that worries me is that they might make it too difficult and you'll miss those eureka moments. No, no, but Valve are very good at teaching you. How to play a game? Yeah. Portal, they do it so slowly. Like they don't give you the second portal till like level four or five. You know that you don't get the the the, the luxury of shooting two portals till you know just under halfway. I, I agree with you, but I also felt like Left 4 Dead 2 was they just took it a little too far. Mm. Yeah, you can, moan, you can moan. I, and I know that that makes me a noob who sucks at games. No, I've heard a lot of a, a lot of the same complaints about Left 4 Dead. You know, do you know what though? People played it on normal and moaned it was too hard, but they they couldn't swallow their pride and play it on easy. I played, dude. I played it on easy. Whatever. We've had this conversation. Yeah, I, I played I, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful that Portal will not make that mistake, yeah. and that they won't make the mistake of adding too much stuff too quickly. Um, I hope you're right. I, I hope that you're right about it. I mean, I mean, the final thing I'll, I'll say on this subject, because we do need to move on, um, but the final thing I'll say is that, interestingly enough, I felt E3 this year, there was a lot of sequels to stuff, and there was. There was, yeah. There was an yeah. awful lot of sequels. Some of the sequels, I mean, Assassin's Creed 2 is probably one of the best sequels of recent years. Yeah, I have no problems with yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, Brotherhood, we was all sceptical about Brotherhood, right? Yeah. But, but it does look good. That game was going to, Assassin's Creed always sells well, right? Yeah. And it looks like, it, I mean, we all went multiplayer Assassin's Creed, go away, you know. But we did say that about Uncharted 2, and you know that kind of found its place. And I think Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is going to find its place in multiplayer. It's something different. It's different enough to be cool, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what I was going to say though, the final thing is, you know, what impressed me the most were. The smaller new, developers. New games, yeah, 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 the smaller developers like Journey, and I don't play the soundbite. Uh, but Journey looks intriguing. It intrigues me. You know, uh, Limbo looks really cool. Yeah. I just Lost in Shadows. And Lost in like Shadows, yeah. And, and the other thing... Um, Epic Mickey as well. I mean, yeah, that's, not, that's not an indie game, but like, still... Yeah, there's, a, there's a few really good-looking Wii titles coming out. And, and the other one, The Heart of Darkness, by the guy who did Another World, Out of This World, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks cool. You know, these games look cool, and, and it's, it's, it's a sound... And the sound one on the PSN? Yeah, I'm not even saying it again. Um, they don't make. Uh, Sorry, I didn't they don't say make money though. They don't <laughs> I know, make yeah. money. Well, they do. I think they can make money. The potential. They, they, they can, but they don't make masses of money, which no. is the problem. Well, not with that attitude, they don't. We gotta just hype them up, man. We gotta be the cheerleader that IGN won't be. I don't, I don't think. I don't think like Journey. Uh, I mean, I, I might not like it, but it might make money. But it might not make enough money for publishers to go. Let's let's pump in a lot of money, like. You know, you know what I mean. Like, it, it, it's not enough for them. You know, it's not enough for EA, and it's not enough for Activision. I think, I think the only developers who will pump out new stuff that'll keep us interested and give us great stories and stuff are the ones that are prepared to to take a you know a gamble. And Sony are really good at that. Yeah, by the way. yeah Sony are. Sony, Sony are prepared to back. Yeah, you know, Little Big Planet didn't make a lot of money for them. No, but they, they they're pushing. 
And the one thing I will say, just to round it out, is that I think a lot of developers, in terms of games, we may be starting to see the evolution of a cycle that has been true for a lot of other industries, especially creative industries, when a certain company gets so big that they have to rely only on mega blockbusters to survive, not even uh, improve their sales, but just to survive. Eventually, they will crash and burn. And what you will find is the smaller companies will then grow because they need to fill that void. And so hopefully my, my, my dream is that the industry, you know, if these giants continue to only rely on sequels that are doing the same thing and they have nothing new to offer uh, in terms AI of story or character or gameplay. AI are relying on their Fifas and their Maddens. Uh, you know, we might see that because that, that can sustain them for a certain while, but they, they can only add so many different things into that yeah. mix in order to keep growing, which is what they have to constantly do. And I think okay. that's, you know, we could talk about this being one of the fatal flaws of capitalism, but in the case of, you know, creative companies, I think we have seen that in other industries, they will grow and grow and grow until they just can't grow, and they just that means that they will die. And it may be that what we'll see is some of these huge organizations dying or just paring down, and other groups moving in to fill the void. So yeah, that, that pretty much rounds out the second part of the show. That was a decent Welcome to the show, end of the middle of the we have, we have no more time for anything else this week in the middle part of the show. Uh, but that's right. fine. That is fine. Um, yeah. So we have got a break. Now I have found a piece of music and I'd like it. That, like, because we are going to have a quiz this week because we're going to do that every, quiz. every two weeks or so. So we still will have the quiz, but just a bit uh-huh. more. Regular. That's right. And Chini is the host tonight. But I thought prior to the quiz, I found a piece of music, and you've got to try and guess what game it's from. It's from a game, and okay. and, he's, and I, I thought it was. Are pretty... we got to do it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Are we doing while it's playing like shout out answers no, during the, the song? At the end, I would imagine you know Chini. Not so sure if Duke will know. So oh, you think I'm stupid? Huh? I don't know. So it's, stupid. So it's a I'm not... good game then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it Quantum of Solace? I'm not 100 percent sure Duke's played this in any length, so I don't know Probably whether. Probably not. I don't know whether he he will have heard this, but anyway. All right, well here we go. Here comes the music. Seven, eight, six, five, two, one.
So there you go. So there, there you go. go. There you go. Yeah. So Chini. So that's that's in a game. That is in a game. Yeah. I know that song. You I should really do. do. I know it. I know it. I I remember hearing. Do the lyrics it. have anything to do with the game? Uh, not really. Oh okay. Because I was trying to figure out from what they were talking about. I'm like, I can't. Uh-huh. I can't think of it though. I, I've I've heard that somewhere. Well, you definitely oh, have. <laughs> sounds like they're trying to be the Beastie Boys circa Paul's Boutique. Yeah, it's, it's all right, though. It's a good song. Yeah, it's not I, a bad song. It is a good track. It is a good track. I, um, I don't know where. I can't. Give, 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 give us a hint. You want me to add? Well, um, Come on, give us a hint. Okay. You know what okay. a hint is. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. Um, that track is playing when some very bad people are riding around in a Jeep. There you go. <gasps> there you go. Dead Rising. Dead Rising. It is indeed. Oh, it's it a is. Point for his own quiz. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Is, that is the convict tune from Dead Rising. Oh, it is, yeah. So there you go. I remember that guitar, that's why. Because when that guitar starts, I'm like, shit, they're here. Because they respawn. <laughs> and I thought that was so dumb that they yeah. respawn. That is right. Uh, the only reason I was looking at some uh, Dead Rising 2 info, and apparently the respawning stuff's gone. It's got a proper save. Okay. Uh, you get you get up to three saves and there's more save points See, in the I game. I like Dead Royce, but I could never play it again. Yeah, never play it again. But yeah, that that is the track when you first go out yep. into the open. Yep. You say it now, and I'm like, yep, I know, I, it. I know. And I was but like, it's been oh my god, it's been about four, five years since I played that. So forgive me for not remembering. I'm sure people were <laughs> shouting, going, "That's from Dead Rising." I know. <laughs> I'm sure, a lot of people were in the same boat as me, saying, "It's four, five years since I played that." I can't remember. That. But it was it was actually called Gone Guru uh, by a group called Life Seeker. So that's, All right. That's okay. And and there's very little known about them. They've not really done anything before and anything since. And they were just some MCs who put together some rap and stuff. And that was about it, really. And they haven't really done a lot since then. So there you go. And interestingly enough, a little interesting fact, it was the only track that wasn't on the Dead Rising soundtrack due to licensing issues. Oh dear. So when you oh, bought the soundtrack, it wasn't on there. You think they'd be desperate to put it on there? They'd be like, yeah. oh, we haven't done anything, we need some money. I know. <laughs> so like, and we probably just flouted a lot of the licensing laws by playing it, but who cares about that? We're so. bad at the bone, man. We don't care what the man we, says. Um, so yeah, so it's that we'll time. Play any kind of music if we feel like it. There you go. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's got to stop. That, that I'm is done. I, that's why I stopped it half a second after I started. No, no, no. Go. Full stop. That's never got it. No, no more journey is allowed on the show, ever. <laughs> we'll see what the fans say. If the fans write in going, I love all those journey clips, keep playing them, then I will keep playing them. No, if they say, they say that stop. just to roll you up. They know. <laughs> because you know that it's going to get on our nerves, and that's why they do it. But, yeah, no, what, I what, what, do it. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll do you, I'll do you a deal. You can play a Journey song again when the game actually comes out in about two years' time. How okay, about? fine. That's okay. a deal. Fair enough. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, quiz time. Chinny, quiz. Yay! Okay, welcome to Game Awards or wherever the hell we called this many, many years ago. I am going Yay. to be quiz host um, this week. The quiz is going to be a little bit different, guys. Okay. Be a little bit different. The scoring system is based upon how ever I want to score. So I can give you 10 points, I can give you 100 points, or I can give you minus 100 points. I really don't care. Right, so I can give you as many points as I want. Anywho, um, the first round is called... Oh, we have Duke. Yay! 
We have Stu. Yay! You've been listening to the last two hours, so you should know that by now. Um, the first round is called "Where the Bloomin' Deck Is That From," and it's basically that that <laughs> same then the game thing that Major Nelson does on his podcast, but we pretend that because we thought it up ourselves. So anyway, Stu. Okay. You've got the first sound clip. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Is that good, Naughty Bear? <laughs> it is. Yes. It is. Yes, it okay. is. Okay. Well, um, you got to guess what game this is from. Okay, here we go. Okay. There you have played this game. Okay. Uh, have I played it recently or is yes. it something? I have. Is is that Transformers? No. Ah, oh, damn it. Then you get minus five. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Right. Why not? Duke, are yes. you ready? I'm ready, ready, willing, and able. Are you ready, Duke? Okay, your first one. Again. Do we now get to find out what it was? No. Yeah, again, what was it? It was Blur. Again, oh, you've yeah. played this game, Duke. This okay. one should be uh, pretty easy, but again, this is the very unfair quiz, so whatever. <laughs> I don't care. It's going to be the most unfair quiz ever. Okay. Okay, are you ready for yours, Duke? Here we go. Yes. Shut up, woman! Usually I charge extra for this, honey. Uh, 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 Red Dead Redemption. Yes, you get two points. One second of <laughs> yeah, that was the, for most of that sound clip. I was like, "What the hell is this from? This is supposed to be easy." Jeez, you get two point five points for that. So well done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, Stu, are you okay. ready for your next one? I am ready. I'm All ready. right. Now against you, you've played this. Okay. And um, yeah, so you know you should know it instantly. I expect. Okay, here we go. As this is the unfair quiz, yeah. I'm going to let you have two guesses. Okay. Is, That's not fair. Is that, I don't care. <laughs> is that, it's the unfair quiz. Is that Left Me Dead 2? It's not. Oh. Right. So I'll give you minus one. Sorry, I'll give you minus point five. Okay. Um, but you do have another chance. And I'll give you a clue. Okay. I've played this game. Yeah. Duke hasn't played this game. Okay. And I'll I've... give you another clue because it's the unfair quiz. Okay. There's a lot of running in it in the forest. Oh, Alan Wake. There you go. So, you you get five 
point five points for that. Excellent. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, sorry. It's, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, Duke. Yeah. Duke. 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 Yes. <laughs> this is like this unfair quiz. I'm giving Stu six in a row. I like it. <laughs> Duke gets no questions. All right. Again, this should be easy. So I know I shouldn't just say it. It's it should be easy. Just, because just play it. Don't say it's easy. But like it's very game. easy because it's easy. Very short as well. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the unfair quiz. I'll give you a clue what the saying was. It was crowd. It was a crowd cheering. Play it again. Oh, I know what Assassin's that is. Assassin's Creed 2. No, I know what that is. Can I guess? Can I guess? Is it some, if it, has it some fair? Can I guess? Um, can I guess? You know he's going to guess anyway. You might as well just let him. Let me guess. I'll, you can guess, bro. I'll, I'm thinking about whether to give you points. Okay. How about is, this? Since it's unfair, if he gets it right, I get the points. Oh, okay. Okay. Is is it FIFA 10? No. Oh, damn it. I thought... That means you lose 100 points, too. <laughs> yeah, probably... This is my unfair quiz. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was actually uh, FIFA World Cup. Oh, World come World. on. I was close. That was... <laughs> I knew what... okay, so, uh, Duke gets uh, minus 0. 0.5 <laughs> for being absolutely wrong with Assassin's Creed 2. Doing I got half a point for being See, so... the reason I didn't think it was the World Cup game because I, I couldn't hear Vuvuzela in there. Yeah. <laughs> right, um... <laughs> So the scores at the end of that round, that exciting unfair round, Stu is on zero. How can I be on zero? You gave me 5.5 for something. No, no. You had minus five, then you oh, had minus 0.5, and then you had 5.5, <laughs> which brings you to zero. Oh, God. That's just a, the most unfair scoring system ever. <laughs> and Duke has two points, because he had 2.5... Then he had minus 0.5 taken off, so he has two. It's simple math, Stu. <laughs> right, the next round is the funny answer round. Okay. No, funny answer okay. round. Right, now for this round, I emailed you guys very long time ago. It was uh, like many, many sleeps ago. Three <laughs> questions. And the right answer, well, there is no right answer, because the, no. I'm going to score you on how funny I think your answer is. Now, Duke is doing it off, kind of off the cuff. She was thinking about his answers, which is fine. You can do whatever you want. So the first question that I'll give this one to to Stu. Okay. Stu, the first question is, what yep. should the next Guitar Hero game be called? Okay, I, I came up with this. The next Guitar Hero game should be called uh, Guitar Hero Spinal Tap. Um, it goes up to 11 and comes with a Stonehenge peripheral. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> That's that's pretty good. I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you um, one point and a third. <laughs> okay, Duke. What yes. do you think the next Guitar Hero game should be called? I think it should be called Ass Hero. And just like in that scene in Ace Ventura when he talks out of his butt, that should be all you're doing, and it'll work great with Move or Connect because you just <laughs> bend over and make your ass talk. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I'm gonna... This is not the time, Mace. If I don't want to come down here and see me talking to you or your ass, I'm history. Dude, that actually made me lol. So, I'm yay! Damn it! Three points for that. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. We like that one. Thank you. Okay. 
Next okay. question for Stu. Okay. What would be the worst sequel ever made? So I think okay. of a, a game that was even like bad, or you can even think of a concept of a sequel that would just be awful. Okay, this this is what I came up with, right? Okay, I okay. did I did think about this a little bit, and I came up with um, Haze Two: Fear and Loathing in Boa. Okay, which is is the story of two mantle soldiers who go on a nectar fueled road trip to Las Vegas, <laughs> get attacked by zombies and super mutants along the way. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> so there the you problem go. with that is, though, it's very good. But the problem with that is, I would actually play that game. <laughs> So, but for that reason, I think I'm going to give you hmm, three points and three quarters. Okay. Which I've got into kind of fractions that I have no idea to add up, so I'm going to pretend that the third that I give you earlier was a quarter, and then we can all just forget about it. Okay. Go. 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 Yeah. What do you think the worst sequel ever made would be? The worst sequel ever made would be Baby Maker Extreme 2, but instead of making babies, you'd be making turds, and it would be like the the the, the scene in the game. The Baby Maker is the woman on the uh, delivery room, and she's like squeezing, and the baby goes flying out. Well, in Turd Maker Extreme, it would be the opposite way. A guy would be on the toilet, and he'd be like, ah, ah, and then the turd would go flying out and splatter all over the back of the toilet. How twisted are you? Um. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you one point for that, because, only because Stu would probably love that game and rate it as his game of the year. Probably. Right, so I'm gonna give you one point for that. Yay! Now, because this is the unfair quiz, I'm gonna swap the order around. Right, huh? next question. Okay. Um, what game would you make, this is to Duke, obviously, because I swapped. What game would you make, uh, using the same concept as Heavy Rain? The game I would make using the same concept as Heavy Rain would be Modern Warfare 3, but instead of shooting each other, all you do is you wander around the map and you go bang, 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 in the same way the guy keeps saying Jason, Jason, Jason. <laughs> and the person who says bang, bang at the most times is the one who gets the kill. And people would be like, I banged that dude seven times in the last 20 minutes. And the games would take forever because it would take a lot longer to shoot somebody. Okay. But if you had on a perk like uh, stopping power, Power, it would only take four bangs than, than it would normally take would be five. Okay, I've got I've got to stop you there, Jude, because I'm feeling some homosexual undertones going on here. Somewhere. Hey, you, you don't want to go around banging uh, people on well, the game? I mean, first of all, you're talking about a game that you sing from your ass. <laughs> then, then you're talking about turds coming out of your ass. <laughs> And then you're going around... I don't understand where turds coming out of your no, butt has anything to do with homosexuality. You lost, you lost I think you're there. confusing then, homosexuality no, no, and going, you're scatological humor. You're going bang, bang, bang to as many people as possible. You well, know, that's I, what kids do when they're playing wars. They just make great. their hand into a gun and they go bang. That doesn't mean they're gay. Uh, okay, okay, we're there enough, right? Okay. <laughs> so you would make a game the way you say bang, bang, bang instead of Jason, Jason, Jason. Exactly. Three games. Yes. I'm going to give you 100 points for that. Well done. <laughs> All right. I've, I've obviously thought about this too much. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, what God. game would you make using the same concept as Heavy Rain? I, I've done, like, subtitles and everything. Okay. All right, okay. Bring okay. Them, bring them. okay. Okay. The game I would make would be called Mario Journey into Darkness. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the princess is being kidnapped. A mysterious private detective, Bowser, arrives on the scene. 
Obviously nothing to do with the kidnapping, obviously. Right. Uh, hired by the king, whose other daughters have also... So is, hold on, is Bowser like badly disguised? So he's trying to not yeah, look like yeah, Bowser? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But he's so, clearly Bowser, I quite like that. clearly yeah. Bowser, you know. You're going to get bonus points for that. Yeah, yeah. FBI agent Luigi arrives to try and save the day. Will he find the princess in time? Uh, the last character is Rosalina, a mysterious dame who tries to tempt Mario with sexual favours. So there you go. <laughs> I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you 200 points for that. <laughs> well done, Stu. Oh, that was all good answers. I, I, I enjoyed that round. Right. This is going to be called The Worst Round Ever. <laughs> and it's based this from... There's the, the based. It's based on... Oh, by the way, the points are... Duke, you got 106. Stu, you got 105. Well done. Um, <laughs> Yay. You just gave me 200 points. How can that possibly be? Because you had five, and now you've got 205. Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this, this this round is called this this round is based off Duke's okay, terrible okay. round. <laughs> oh, down, okay. Yes, I'm gonna ace these. Oh, right. Duke came up with a round where he just made these kind of, but it's not quite that, Duke. Okay. Oh man. Let me give you an example. Right. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> be, these examples aren't really that good. Either. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> So it's kind of like a word association where it's like uh, it's maybe a word in front of it or something else. Okay, that it not needs. Bad. Okay. So okay, it's it's a game, right? So gloss. The answer would be lips, gloss, lips. Thank you, Duke. You got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right for a live, left for dead. That's easy. That's why I didn't give it to you. Uh, a boundary of islands or borderlands or something like that. These are just examples, right? Here's. <laughs> oh, these are going to be terrible, right? But <laughs> tough. Um, okay, who am I going to go first? Uh, Duke. I'll make you okay. go Okay. All right. Okay. The first word you get you get a couple more if you're struggling, but I'm just going to say cog. Gears of War. Well done. <laughs> you get uh, fifty points. <laughs> Yay! Fifty points. Uh, okay. <laughs> the next one is asleep. Uh, Alan Wake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you get another fifty points. Hold on. Yay. Uh, and the next one is tail. Vesperia. No, but I'll give you another one. Is this quite tricky? Okay. A tall tail. Uh, Fable. Yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> well done. You get a thousand points for that answer. Yeah, a thousand points. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I said it was unfair. You definitely right. did. <laughs> okay. You ready for yours, Stu? I'm, I'm, as always. These are going extremely well, actually. Really? Terrible. Right. Yours is called, the first one, Cocaine Up. <laughs> cocaine up. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. No, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you another... Ch- just think of another word for cocaine or something to do with cocaine and then maybe uh, the opposite of up. Ah. Oh. They're not the same thing. It's a form of cocaine. There you go. I don't know. I'm not an expert on these things. Um... That's because you don't live in the ghetto like me. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you'll you'll hit yourself if you don't get this. When it's crystallized. Oh, crack down. There you, yeah. there you go. I get it. I get it. Okay, you get 400 points for that. Well done. <laughs> That's I like I get it. It's good. It's good. Okay. Flying rodent woman. Flying rodent woman. Um, well, woman is easy. Start with woman. <laughs> Start with same, woman. Same, same as principle as up. You know, the opposite to up was what? Okay, man. Oh, down. Yeah, yeah well, you know, you got it, you got it, man. So, so, so you know, the last bit is going to be man. Okay. What would be considered as a flying rodent? Granted, this isn't the full name of the game, but it did come out last year, so don't worry. <laughs> um, something man. So it's not pigeon man, oh, is Batman. it? Batman. Thank I... you, it's Batman. <laughs> okay, I see. I'm barely yeah, even probably... playing the sound effect because you needed so much help with that. I, I know. Oh, terrible. So you get another 400 points. But you see, I was expecting just finish the sentence or something. And then no, no. Okay. Right, this is, this is just a word now, so you've got to think of another word kind of similar to this. Just Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Not similar, but I don't know, just think of something. Focus. <laughs> what am I thinking? Focus. <laughs> yeah, that's your I... word. No, that's your word. Focus. Oh, focus. Um, uh, fall out. So try and think of word associations or opposites or something. I know it. Uh, focus. Um, uh, I don't know. You guessed an earlier question with this. I did? Oh, wait. Don't give him any more clues. It's a very close close quiz. Oh, we're at the end of the quiz. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I'm going to give you two points for this if you get it right, and that two points will make you win, because the score is 1,205 (laughs) to Yushu, and to Duke it's 1,206. (laughs) Uh, focus. Um, I need to focus. Just no, that's the clue. Oh, you don't, sorry. You, you can also focus if you like. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Duke, not yeah, really I win. Blur. It oh. is blur. Oh. So after the unfair quiz, yeah. Stu, as like I said earlier, has one thousand two hundred and five points, which is pretty good seeing this. He had minus five, minus zero point five, and then one and one quarter at one point. Uh, and Duke, well, he he's just been outstanding for it. I mean, he went down a point, half a point, but now he's up there and he's got one thousand two hundred six points. So well yeah, well very done. close unfair quiz. Well done all. <laughs> Thank you. That was a fun quiz. It's definitely a fun quiz, right? We need. I have got a couple of emails that I need to really quickly fly through, and I mean quickly fly through. Quickly, so. okay. Fly through like um, like the flying rodent. The like flying rodent woman. The flying oh. rodent woman. Yeah. Thing. Um. Luckily, we did one at the beginning. We with Juco was me. Uh. But yeah, we did have an email off DTA <laughs> who made urban space squirrels. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. And I don't know, you know, I wasn't aware that they would listen to us, so I don't know, you know, how they came to come upon us. We're probably, like, the podcast for indie game developers to listen to, man. They take us seriously, not like every other podcast. Or Quamrin just went, please listen to these. No, I don't know whether he did or he didn't, but obviously they found out about some somewhere. Anyway, this is what they sent. Uh, Veteran gamers, uh, thanks for covering Urban Space Squirrels in your podcast. Our team really enjoyed hearing your coverage of the game, and we are happy to hear that you enjoyed it. 
Uh, we'd like to give Ginny a copy of the game. Here's a token. Boy, this is really messed with my head, right? If because you know, we bought, I bought it, Stu bought it, you were like, hey, yeah, I'm not going to buy it, it's too expensive, I, 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 I don't like to have an odd number of gamer points, no. me, 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 me. So I, they're I, like, stop. okay, he's clearly got a mental disorder, let's just give him a copy of the there game. It's there like being it. nice to someone who's <laughs> like, you know, not doing well in school, like, this person needs special help. <laughs> That's it. And they did put a PS. PS, the green bomb lets you place two bombs on the screen at any given time. We'll update the game to ensure that it's clearer to the player what the green bomb actually oh, does. actually fixed the game. It's the game They're actually the going to update PPS. the game. PPS. PPS. You should have realized that, morons. No, no. Come on. That's I, probably I, what they're thinking, though. Yeah, no. Sorry, I thought you meant to them. Uh, no. no. Yeah, no. Just, yeah, no, that is true. No. Yeah, yeah no. No, no, no. yes. Up. Flying but, rodent. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, yeah, really. You know, thank you ever so thank much. Thank you very much. That, that's very great. Really cool. I, 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 I helped me with my kind of, oh, you know, like obsession of having weird um, Microsoft point numbers. So yes. Thank you very much. So yeah, that is really cool, and really thanks for the uh, thanks for the code and everything. That's that's really right. Cool. And if other people want to give us codes, I don't know if I would accept a free code for an indie game or not. Why? I would feel weird that's accepting it because. It cons- it's like Consumer right. Reports. The magazine doesn't accept any advertising because they want to make sure that all of their reviews are independent and then they're not tainted Yeah, but we'd by- already reviewed the game, so it's not like we're going to suddenly change our minds and we already said it was cool before we even got that. Yeah, so. but it might make me prejudiced about the next game. They uh, what These the things work in insidious ways that we don't always recognize, man. You know, what the game, you know what the game actually reminds me of now? I thought about it. It reminds me that this is the urban space squirrel. It reminds me of Lion King for the Super Nintendo, right? And if anybody's played that game, they should know that it's oh. awesome because I love that game. Um, but it, but it was also coated in Lion King, and I also loved Lion King when I was very young. So uh, it, it it controls like that. I, I realised it. It controls like Lion King. So well done. There you go. There you go. Um, we have got another one off uh, Fletch Zibit. This is a bit of a bigger one. It actually, it is quite a wall of text, so I'm going to try oh, and geez. read this as quickly as possible. It is a big... And it has got a question for us, but we'll have to really quickly go through that. All right. Um, okay. No. Okay. I'm Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi, veteran gamer. Hi. I wrote about two or three months ago regarding whether the Xbox should begin plans to release a new console. And the oh, discussion I that. ended in the idea that Xbox should have released a revised version, getting rid of the red ring and noise problems, etc., I think Chini referred to it as expecting there to be an Xbox cool or something along those lines. <laughs> that was pretty right. Yeah. With the new Xbox advertised, I'm having a look at the problems it solves. And although it seems to be good value for money at £200 for a similar version with a huge hard drive and noise problems eliminated, unless I haven't searched hard enough, the red ring problems haven't been addressed. Now, as far as I know, they have. They have, because they took oh, the, red, the red lights out, so that you can't get a red ring. Oh, you get a red uh, <laughs> You get the yellow ring now. You get, you get the no ring. Uh, no, you, you, yeah. that, somebody, somebody overheated it on purpose um, just to see what would happen, and you get like a red dot. But from what I hear, it, it's solved. It doesn't overheat. Yeah. It's just... We'll the, see. I, I'll, I'm withholding we'll judgment. See. Until right, I think, I think Microsoft are a smart company, and I don't think they're going to make that same mistake there again. So I'm, I'm pretty sure there's... one guy on YouTube, which was all over m for g and, but he hadn't got a red ring or a red dot or red. anything on his console. It was on his in, on his power block. He had a oh, red right. light on his power block. But that I don't see because 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 it's the, the Xbox. If it happens once, people are just all over it now. They're on guard. They're so conscious of it. But I yeah. doubt it's going to happen so much there. Anyway, I think your money's fine. I think it will be fine. Anyway, I can't remember whether the elite bragged uh, the red ring would disappear. 
Well, whether it did or didn't, there are still elites with red rings. Now, they said when they got to the Jasper chip, it should have been so. Well, 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 well. They all, they all break. Exactly. But they do break. But, well, you know, I think the, the breakdown is a lot better with the elites, especially the newer ones. But it, it still happens occasionally. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't Microsoft be willing to work on the red ring before bringing yet another console version in order to secure more sales? I know I'd race out to game to buy an Xbox I could depend on and not have red ring problems or have a similar failure rate to that of the PS3, which is still less than 1%, I believe. Well, it's not quite 1%, because we did do a bid on this, and it is slightly higher than that, but it's still... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Xbox still, like still winning that race. Yeah, it's still <laughs> well within... I think you're all right with the, with the, the new one, though, uh, Dan. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Anyway... If it breaks, just bring it around my house, and I'll, I'll pretend that I know how to fix it. I need to ask, too, whether you think this console will sell that well, because in the conversations I've had uh, thinking about who would buy this brand-new console during work with Feng Chewy... Uh, we seem to think perhaps only a small proportion of users would really be bothered to splash out the £200 on a new console. Uh, being the owner of an original premium console, which has broken down three times in about four or five years, I'm considering getting it in the hope that I won't have any more problems until the 720 or similar is released. However, a user like Feng Chewy, and perhaps many of you, depending on which version you own, may have elites or newer versions, unlike myself, who perhaps may have a third or even fourth console. And after shelling out for the new consoles over time since Xbox was released, will many people have invested? Oh, sorry, will many people who invested in elites be bothered to invest in this? Yes, yes, I, I sort of think they will. It seems perhaps now would be the wrong time considering Microsoft could be limiting their potential buyers uh, to replacement console buyers. Or perhaps you three have something different to offer to convince me that the new version will sell better than I would have expected. I think it will sell well, um, basically because this has been long in waiting. And I know it's pathetic because they should have just made a better console in the first place. But it's been a long kind of gap since they brought the Elite out. And I think a lot of people just want an Xbox that doesn't break. And it's cheap enough... To be not an impulse boy, but kind of like, yeah, I'll grab one of those. Um, I think it's, I think it'll do well. I well, I, I have a confession. I think I'm going to get one. Yeah. Uh, because they're doing a deal at Blockbusters in Leyland. If you bring your Elite in, they're doing it for 99 quid. That's pretty good. Partex Elite and get uh-huh. 99 quid for a new. Concert. I've got three Xboxes. I could though. probably, I could probably get one for free and add some, yeah. some more money. Yeah, you probably could. <laughs> so I think I'm going to do that. And, I think, and I'll be honest with you, the reason I'm going to do it is that recently I've been having a few issues with my Wi-Fi connect to keep sort of not turning on properly and stuff like yeah. that. And that's another 60 quid for a new one of those. Yeah, yeah. So I think, sod it, I'll just go and trade it in. See, my, mine's been freezing down again, and I'm like, yeah. oh, no. I've had no. issues like that, but I've had the Wi-Fi issue, and I think, well, it's 40, 50 quid just for a new Wi-Fi adapter. And my, so, my friend, yeah. my friend uh, Ben... He's getting one because he's borrowing one of mine at the moment uh, because he's broke. And, yeah, so he's going to get one. And uh, a friend of mine who works in games said that they, they had quite a lot of pre-orders for it. Yeah, and, I mean, 250-gig hard drive on the built-in Wi-Fi and apparently the best Wi-Fi. I mean, Microsoft's saying it's way better and it's future-proofing. It's better than Sony's Wi-Fi and it'll be much better for streaming HD content. Whatever, I'm, sure, it, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's good. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, they're just, they're just bragging. The only thing that concerns me slightly is how I transfer the stuff off my current console onto it. Does it, use, does it use the original? Because I've still got one of those from yeah. when I got my Elite. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Excellent. You don't, you don't need to put the disc in because the software is built in. Excellent. Well, that's even better. Don't so quote me on that. I'm sure I've, I'm sure I've heard that. But well, if that's the case... You've, I, got the well, disc, you've got the disc, so whatever. It doesn't matter. I, well, I haven't got it. I, I have got a transfer cable. I've got a disc, so... Feng Chui has got my transfer cable at the moment. From when well, he, Feng Chui can send it in. Yeah, so I can get it back Feng up. Chui. That's right. Uh, anyway, best wishes, Dan Fletcher, Fletch Zibit. P.S. Yes. He has got a P.S. on the end. Oh, 
Oh, hey, about you. Yeah, you asked me last time what Stu's like to work with. He never seems to be around when I am. And when I am, he's never at his laptop but chatting about games and commenting on my past adventures, such as visiting a lap dancing bar on my 18th birthday. Uh, was uh, you with him on that... that... No, I was not with oh, him. See, so, yeah, so right. I sent him, message, I sent him a message back. I can't imagine Stu at a lap dancing bar. Then I was like, <laughs> oh, I didn't read it right. Sorry. No, you didn't. Uh, wish me luck with my university results. So good luck, Dan. I hope you good get that. Good luck. Yeah, they're, they're never in doubt. They're not in doubt. I got mine. I did really well. <laughs> I'm a if you do well, maybe you won't have to work for Stu much longer. I'm a few. I'm a few weeks away from getting them. Uh, so a summer of Xbox beckons after some good results. Uh, keep up the good work. Let Duke use as many sound effects as he wishes. They're awesome. <laughs> and, uh, I was asking for it. And the quiz rocks, so keep them going. So we did have a quiz tonight. I've got to say, it's the most bizarre quiz we've ever had, but I quite yes, enjoyed it. Yes, it is. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, and, by the uh, way, I, I, never, I never told you guys this, but I, uh, I got more university results. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so you did good. I did really well. <laughs> I did it. As evidenced I'm, I'm... by the correct use of the <laughs> adverb well rather than the adjective good. Yeah, I did good. Yeah, oh, I did, good. definitely did good. But, um, <laughs> all right, Duke, stop being so anal. <laughs> 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 I always do it anal. Um, but yeah, I never told, I forgot to tell everyone about my results. I just, I just kind of got them and went, yeah, okay, whatever. I moved on and played some games. You should be bragging. Yeah, yeah bragging. Well, too lazy for that. Right, whatever. <laughs> what other emails? You got an A in laziness. That, that was it. That was it. So we had a few. We had a few emails, and uh, and, it, uh, and we did have one other email from Rickster. Rickster to the podcast <laughs> to him, uh, and basically he's just doing a quick. He's updated. He does a lot of life on PlayStation. Uh, does it? Did, do you guys know what life on PlayStation is? Is nope. that like home? No, not really. No, life, it's it, it sort of, basically, if you're not using your PS3 for playing games or any other stuff, you can put life on which sort of plays music in the background, but it also does cancer research at the same time. Mm, so your well, PlayStation's well. computing power is used to do, and it li- literally links up with all other PlayStations, so it's like one massive supercomputer working on the cure for cancer. That's like that SETI thing they were doing on people's computers. It, it, for a yeah, did you it, download it for free? Or did yeah, you... no, it's totally free. It's been I'm on since the, since the PlayStation launched. And oh, it's... Right. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. yeah, finally, a good use for my PS2. No, I mean, I do it. I used to do it quite a lot when I was listening to music. So I still do it now. Oh, every cool. Again, and I so just you think... just go into the PlayStation Network store and look for life, I no, guess? No, it's, it's actually on your dashboard. You don't have to download oh, right. it. But it's like a little world. And, and there's like a news channel on it, and it'll show you news all over the world, and it'll do weather. I never weather. knew that. I never knew that. It's really cool. It's That's really cool. Cool and it, it's on computers as well, so it's, it's something done on computers around the world. But the, the it just puts the processing power of the PS3. They, they bragged about it when it first launched because it was like because it, it's like a supercomputer and all this. It can do it, and yeah, it, it basically basically crunches proteins or something weird. It does this weird thing, and you can actually see it happening. So it's looking at all these things. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, so anyway, so he's updated it on his to G40. He used to have no three fives on, which I was part of. Um, so you basically create a team and everybody works on the same stuff. Oh, okay. have a team of people, te- people's PS3s working on the same stuff. He said, so if anyone wishes to join the team, it's, and you need to write this down, so I'm going to say it very slowly. I'll do it. I'll do it now. 168268. So that's fairly easy to remember. So the code <laughs> to join is 168268. Uh, and he put as much time as I remember, uh, but would like the team to help put in some serious numbers I was disappointed when no one else joined the O three fives. Can we try to make an effort with this research? It's very important. That's a very good course. Right. It is. 
Cheers for that. So there uh-huh. you go. And we had another one, did you say? I don't remember another one. Did I miss Jerry that? Jerry Timberlin. I haven't got... Oh, yeah, I have. I tell a lie. Do you want me to read this out? Yeah, you, you go for that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I'm not going to read all of it. Okay. okay. <laughs> Cut this bit out. See? They, that should be a massive blip on the wave pad when you look at it. Uh, okay, we got an email from Jerry Timberlin. Hey, guys. I'm a veteran gamer, and my first system was an Atari... I had an Intellivision after that, then Nintendo, Sega, helped fill my free time. I never had a PlayStation, but I used to. Um, But have both Xboxes, two 360s, uh, one I returned to Costco when it red-lighted, and the other one was repaired by Microsoft. My gamer tag is something. Pythagoras. Pythagoras Gamer? Yeah. Um, all one word. Yeah, he's I definitely a math- nerd like us because only a nerd. I have a math yeah. teacher, so he's your enemy. Oh, that's a shark. Uh, <laughs> I'm a math teacher, and I've always been fascinated by with Pythagoras. Yep. Uh, no shit. If you want, <laughs> a member of that cult. <laughs> if you want to mention my gamma tag on the air, that would be fine. I'm always looking for like-minded people to play online games with, not a-holes. So that counts you out, Duke. You can't intend. Oh shit. Uh, I will report to anyone who harasses me or uses racially charged hate speech, though. So that's me. Uh, a few comments <laughs> about the show. God, I hate white people. Um, <laughs> Duke's sound effects are fun at times, but I agree that they can be used. They have to be used in moderation. I have been annoyed when they're too many, uh, but I do think they add to the show. So some constructive criticism. All right, Duke. Yeah, uh, don't take the piss. I also I enjoyed played it very, very quietly and very just that was it. I like I like the quiz. Sometimes it runs a little long for my liking, like the bloody podcast. It's a nice quiz. But I think that it's great fun nonetheless. Uh, the year in video games thing is fun too. I just like the quiz better. It also is kind of unique to your podcast. Uh, yeah, many thanks, Jerry Timlin. Thanks there you very go. much. There you go. Thank you. There you go. So thank you ever so much for that. And yeah, shout outs quickly. Shout outs. Uh, shout out to um, DTA Entertainment for sending me that copy of Urban Space Squirrels. I'm not sure what to do here. I might give it away and just buy it and stop being a twat. Uh, but still, that's a very nice gesture. We didn't ask you for a copy, so I might give it away. Should I give it away? Yeah, yeah give it away. I might give it away, and I'll, I'll just buy it because I'm just being an idiot, really. Okay. Uh, so yeah, thanks for them. Uh, game of the year because they've, you know, I'm selling out. Uh, <laughs> what else? Shout out to Hay Fever, you bastard! How dare <laughs> you affect me? And that's me done. There you go. Um, well, I'm going to shout out BG Hub as yes. always, yeah, and all the other podcasts on there. Overseas Connection, Couch Mercies when they can be bothered to do one. Yeah. Which is very often these days for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Gamesman, Gamesman. Uh, the new sort of 30 Seconds of Fun podcast, which is background music. You love on. it. I love that. Did you like yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love that stuff. podcast. It was Made clever. me get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and look through all the games for music. I yeah. was like, what music have I got for games? Like, what game? oh, brilliant. I like it. it. Very clever. I like it. Rinky Dinky Dan. Yeah, we like that. Was it Rinky Dinky Dan presenting? Yes, was. Was. Yeah, I thought it was. You should let that man, you should know. He has a very sort of, he has that sort of Desert Island. He has a very, voice. He has a very normal voice. He does very it. soft and sort of lulling. No, it's it's, very nice. it's yeah, good. It is. It's good. It's I liked it. Cool. I was like it. Um, and yeah, I'd like to shout out Telltale Games for making a really cool Lego game, which I'm really loving with my daughter. So there you go. Yay. Yeah. And you. 
All right, I got three. Uh, Sentinel from the Couch Merch sent me this awesome but hilarious and obscene, colorful rant about online spelling and punctuation. Oh, yeah. and, yeah, oh man, funny. it's class. I love it. It's just like, what the hell is wrong with you stupid morons? Why don't you know the difference between your and your? So cheers to him. Uh, Ian W. and the TDM crew, a bunch of us played some Team Deathmatch over the weekend, and it was a lot of fun. So cheers to him and his mates. I don't really remember any of their names, but he knows who I'm talking about. Oh, and yeah. also, alienized uh, Eagle dude, he uh, got the Frankenhooker thing. So cheers to him. And shout-outs. Yay! And Jack, of course. Don't forget Jack, because he got it, too. That's right. Jack, also, hooray. <laughs> I'd play some more sound files from Frankenhooker, but I'm on notice about the sound effects, so i got to yeah, cut it are. there. But I will really quick say cheers also to Pew Pew Bang for leaving us an iTunes review. Five stars. I really love this podcast, he said. This podcast is appointment listening for me each week. I enjoy these three guys and their individual contributions tremendously and very much enjoy how well they riff off each other because they are friends who know one another so well. Uh, friends is pushing it. Also, yeah. making the effort to have set pieces on the show, quizzes, reviews, etc., keeps the pace entertaining without allowing conversation to ever tail off to an awkward silence like... Hey, I have no idea what to say now. Um, uh... Like so many other podcasts, including ones for gaming magazines, tend to do. Very professionally done, and we have hilarious jokes in the middle of reviews that we're reading out. Very professionally done, and it makes for wonderfully enjoyable listening for two-plus hours. In this case, three-plus hours. I really respect the effort they must give to be clever and witty for that length of time. Really a huge accomplishment, especially when one considers that this is their avocation and is done in addition to regular jobs and families and daily responsibilities. That's right, people. He's telling the truth. I'm a huge fan despite being a PC game or something they don't even cover on this show. It's no. that my friend, My friend is a huge PC gamer, and you know what? I tell him every day that his platform's dead. Uh, but he loves the PC. He talks about games that I've never even heard of. What are you doing? What are you playing? What are you ah, playing? Imagine yeah. that. There's games available for a format do that you, know you don't what, play. Uh, do you know what, though? We can call it all we like, but they're getting Star Wars. The old yeah, enjoy, yeah, enjoy your Farmville. And, and I'm all right. And I'm all right. I'm all right. Farmville's dead, play. dude. Haven't you been on Facebook lately? Hello? No, something else that's like we're working do you know, on. Do you know, I'll have to be honest <laughs> with you. In my heart. If I had a decent enough gaming PC nowadays, I would definitely be playing APB and Star Wars. The oh, yeah, those are two yeah, games no, no. I'm very jealous of. Sure. I yeah. I'm not. So I'm you not... get the last laugh there, pew pew it bang. Does. It does yes. definitely. When you play them, when you're playing the games, you can you can come on if you want. Yeah, yeah, you, you do can come that. on. You do you, that. When those game, when Star Wars comes out in 20 years, you can come <laughs> on and tell us how it keeps freezing on your PC, and uh, then you get an Xbox and realize... And and if you you do play APB, give us a shout, drop us an email, whatever. We'd love to have you on to tell us about what you think about. There you go. You've just invited yourself to the podcast. Come on the podcast. Say hello. Review PC games every now and again because we never play them. That's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. fair. Only big ones, though. We don't want to hear about... Sperm games, like indie no. games. No. <laughs> I mean, we never, we never waste time talking about a game where you play in you know, a vagina or something. That's yeah. just. Are we still happens. making up stupid games for your quiz? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh, talking time. about those awkward silence. Um, yeah. So there you go. That was it. So yeah, yeah another, another, another American review. Yes, I will do that. God, yeah, because I've got to do that. I wasn't going to mention it at the end. There. You remember what members of what? Yes, I was going to mention. We have got forums and people are coming, which is cool. Forums. Forums. Yep, we have I'll go to veterangamers.co.uk. You can't miss it. It's up at the top. Red letters. Yep, it is. So come along, join up. We are having some issues with um, 
with activation emails. If you have a problem, just drop an email to the podcast email yeah, address. Make we'll sure you to... tell us what your username is that you registered with, yeah. or you can just put a note in the chat box and just say, I yeah. registered with this username and I still haven't got my email or something, and we'll work on it. I'll we'll get it set up. Out. We'll sort yeah. it out. So we do apologize for blame that. Duke. Duke. Yeah. yeah, just blame Duke. So I will make sure he gets it. If you forward it to the podcast one, I'll make sure I forward it to him to sort out. There's also so. multiple skins on the uh, forums. Which one do you use, Duke? I really, really like the red and white one. So do I. <laughs> although, although it, it is kind of inconsistent with the color scheme. That we've it is. It is. I'm sorry. It's got to be consistent. Doesn't matter. So. The default is the one that you like. How, how the default is the, the weird how looking one that's buggy. I don't know. A control panel or something. I don't know. I don't know. User I'm... control panel. All right. It's right that. underneath board index. You got veteran gamers home. You got the board okay. index. You got user control panel. It's in board user control panel under board preferences. Oh, I see. Yeah, I haven't seen that. All right, so new members. Anyway, yeah, new members. So let's 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 shout out who we've got. Uh, Here we go. I'm going to read these really quickly. Okay, go. We have I Pete, Jake Brapp, the Stickman, Mark Annick, Skull Duggera, Bono Baby, Dave Dog, uh, Big Smooth Eight, John Mao Five, Jack Ultraman Odin, Jamie of Gilead, uh, Super Nashwan, Dana Dana. Ender 837, Bongo the Sane, Maddie, Maddie Digital, The Mailman, Fletch Zibbit, uh, Thumble, Rickster, and CP Matthew. Who the hell is CP Matthew? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Phew, that was quick, wasn't it? You were impressed? Yeah. yeah. Cheers to everyone for being a part of it. Thanks so much, yes. Invite your friends. And some hooray. familiar names there, but some unfamiliar names. We like it. That's right. Yeah, I think I've, I think what's amazed me in in a, such a short we've already nearly up to two hundred posts in just over a week. Yeah, but forty of those are mine. True, that is true. And forty three of them are yours. How do you have more posts than me? That's I crazy. know. I have more posts. You're than a you. madman. I have more posts than you. Look at all these people with no posts. Get posting, people. Come on, we're not running a country yeah. club here. Uh, let's call them out. Stick my Mark Annix. You haven't posted yet. Post. Dana, what are you thinking? Mailman, Dana. Yeah. Yeah, it's show. You're not taking part of the forums. Yeah, We're yeah. watching you. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much all the, <laughs> okay, all the numbers right in front of us. Um, so there you go. And that's it. So we need to go. Bye. We're going. Cool. We're going. <laughs> bye. The following people have not posted. Yeah, Let's bye. Let everybody that doesn't post. Yeah, my fool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Well, yeah, I'm going to have somebody out. Bye. Bye. Instead.